Save big money on everything for your next project at Menards. Spring is here making it the perfect time for outdoor projects. Suncast storage sheds are an excellent solution for protecting outdoor lawn and gardening tools. They're easy to assemble, and the all-weather construction provides water resistance and UV protection. Save big on Suncast storage sheds. View our selection of Suncast products today in-store and on Menards.com. Hello, hello, hello. It is me. It is me, your True Hill Phenom, SP3. I know it's been a while since you saw me, a whole five minutes, but I am here with another edition of Degrassi Dudes. As always, I am joined by the Spitter Mason to my Jimmy Brooks, Steven Jensen. How you doing today, Steven Jensen? Or should I say Steven Jensen 2.0? Yeah. Man, look, look at this. Look at this freshly shaved man here. Yeah, and the funny thing is, everyone's talking about that right now and all the stuff I've been doing. But like, y'all will see me with a full beard. Like, they, like when you watch this show next week, I'll have a full beard. <laughs> like, I, I, uh, I, I, I grow my my hair so fast. Like, I'll show y'all just because you know people were in the oh, yeah. spotlight yesterday. But if you weren't there, like I'm, do I'm donating, I'm donating my hair in May. So I've got like nice real long hair right now like i mean it's like long long but uh yeah so there you go i usually have it tied up obviously but um yeah i'm uh, donating my hair in may my the the 20th anniversary of my mother passing away from breast cancer is in may so that's kind of my uh my big thing is i can donate my hair uh it's kind of nice thing to do while i'm kind of celebrating her kind of thing and yeah, but then yeah, the the uh, beard was just like I I do no shave November, so like I shave yeah. fairly close down on uh like on the at the end of October, and then this year I just like said screw it because it was so cold outside, so I just let my beard grow for like three months straight without really touching it, and then yesterday I just took a razor to it and just shaved all of it off, and then I jumped in the shower and like that that warm water oh. on my cheeks dude it felt so good though because like oh you usually can't feel it because like my hair gets so thick that like you can't feel anything underneath it so like dude it felt so good it actually felt dude like to like tonight like while i was sleeping my i was like cold i was like why am i so cold i was like oh it's because like my face isn't warm like i'm like used to having all this extra like insulation on my face um but anyways um, yeah, so everyone get get a good look, sink it in. Uh, in about a week, y'all will have forgotten this ever happened because I'll have a full beard very, very, very soon. So, um, so um, yeah. you, you kind of like look like a, like a hippie teacher when you had your oh, hair perfect. down and with the blazer. Or I don't know, uh, this is a deep cut for some people. I don't know how many people because we are here early. So it's the afternoon in the UK. If you ever seen the UK version of Shameless, you look like the Frank Gallagher from the UK version of Shameless. I would look it up because you look <laughs> looking it up right now with the long hair. You and he's he's like he's like grizzled a little bit because you could see the five o'clock shadow because you could you're already growing back. But yeah, yeah, that's. <laughs> You you nailed it, <coughs> nailed it right there. But uh, I'm looking it up that. right now. Oh, nice. Okay, this guy looks. <laughs> this guy looks like he rules. All all the pictures of him with like I don't know if it's a joint or it looks like a cigarette. Yes, but yes, it, 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 I think it is a joint. It's like a joint <laughs> cigarette. Um, 
cool. Oh, I love I love Ace Shock with the with the comment music teacher. Absolutely, yes, you did look like a music. What <laughs> <laughs> what a cool music teacher I'd be with a with a Legion of Doom T shirt. Absolutely, and, yeah. Who would not? Um, who would? Who wouldn't want a music teacher with a Legion of Doom T shirt? Oh yeah, dude. I ha- I remember having one teacher <clears throat> ever, and it was in the th- I think the second or third grade. Maybe the fourth grade. I think it was the fourth grade. No, no, I, I can't remember now. It doesn't matter. It's not so relevant. But, and I wish I could remember her name. She was like the, uh, like the, the student teacher. Like there was like the main teacher, and then she was there like learning how to be a teacher all year. Like teacher's under, assistant. Teacher assistant. Like, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And um, I wish I could remember her name. It was something generic too, like like you know Johnson or Jackson. It was something. It was something pretty generic. But this was in the late nineties when WCW was like the biggest thing in the world. And we lived in Atlanta and I'll just never forget like that. She was into wrestling. It was like the coolest thing ever that like one of my teachers, we'd come into school on Tuesday and she'd be talking about Monday night nitro with us, you know, the next day in school, like about like, Oh yeah, Goldberg came out and speared the NWO. And we're like, it was like the, and I remember at the end of the year when we were giving, everybody gifts like you would give your teacher like a little basket your parents would like give you to give to your teacher and stuff i gave her like like a vhs of like one of the wcw shows from that year and she was like so happy that like i'd given her this and not like an apple you know what i mean like <laughs> um but uh but anyway i just remember that kind of stuff because there I mean, it was it was so rare growing up that i had any teachers that like would have encouraged you know watching professional wrestling so very true very true it wasn't always like that like the way i bonded with my teachers is talking about like basketball that was like that was like my thing i used to be like the encyclopedia who if you ask me like a player and i could tell you like (laughs) oh he's averaging 25 5 and 5 that's how that's the kid i was in in high school i was like part nerd but i can be at the sports table because i knew all the stats and stuff like that so i was was the same way with I was the same way with baseball and like in the nineties, like uh, especially like around when Cal Ripken broke the, like the record for most games played in a row. I remember my teacher choosing me to, to lead the, the class in a project that was all about Ripken doing that. Like she used yeah. to ask us a question every morning about baseball. Like it, <laughs> she'd start the day with like, who did this or who did that? And I was always like the one with like my hand up first. And she would always be like, Let's let everyone get a chance before Steven guesses because like she knew like I'd get it right away. Um yeah, man, I know how that what that felt like. We were, dude, we were both, I guarantee it. I guarantee you, if people knew what autism was like then, I would have for sure been on that spectrum somewhere. Cause I was like obsessed with wrestling and baseball and like didn't care about anything else. You know what I mean? Like that's, how, that's, that's how how I like that now. Yeah, yeah, that's how I was. I was obsessed with wrestling and basketball. Like that's all I consumed. I wanted to know everything about like the the wrestling. Like in high, especially in high school, that's when I started reading like the Observer newsletter and reading old ones and stuff like that. Looking up star ratings, like legit. Like you could tell me a match, and I knew what they like yes. rated it. Like I was that type of kid. Like I just knew the the most out there like facts and stats like that's how i was gathering it and i was similar to that with basketball i'm way i'm way far from where i was in high school as far as like my basketball knowledge like i have to look up 
people on my own team stats now because I don't <laughs> keep up with that because I got two kids, I got work, and then I'll focus on the, like the creating wrestling content and this. So yeah, I'm I'm nowhere near what I am. That's why I like FMC what I did before this because when being with Jeremy, I'm able to talk basketball and be able to get that part of me out there more and <laughs> let it flourish. It's been it's been hiding inside for my adult years. Well, that, that's like this for me this yeah. show like um but i was like that too as a kid i was still like that um uh, with a lot of stuff but like i get super obsessive like we're like i'll learn about something and then i'll have to know like everything about it and now with like wikipedia and stuff i can just get down these rabbit holes where you just click the next thing and the next thing you're yeah. just reading and reading and reading and reading um just this a little off topic and we'll jump into the degrassi stuff here in a second but I saw a kid on, I can't remember where I saw it. It might've been the news or something. There was this kid who he, he has autism, but he, he has this like, it's like legitimately like a superhero type ability. I've never, I, no one can explain it. Doctors can't explain it. Scientists, like just no one can explain it. But this kid barely communicates with other people. But if you, if you tell him any date in history, it could be a few weeks ago. It could be 50 years ago. He can tell you what day of the week it was and what the weather was like. And he's, and he gets it every single time. It's the, it's the wildest thing I've ever seen. Like you could tell him March 4th, you know, 1958. And he'll be like, Wednesday it rained. Just like, and they're like, look it up. It's like, it, it, you're right. You know, like, and, and I'm just like, it, no one can explain it. I just thought that was like the coolest thing ever. Cause like people probably, you know, judge him a lot. Cause like, he doesn't really communicate with other people, but then like you talk yeah. to him and it's like, this kid is a genius. Like I've never, like, it's, it's really, really, really impressive. So I just wanted to bring that up too. Sometimes, sometimes people that you think are like, you know, a little unapproachable or maybe a little shy or quiet. Like those people all the time are like absolute geniuses. Exactly. Cause they just, they, we, they get kind of obsessed with like knowing this stuff. So they are just on the money. You could just say something and they know it like word for word or stat for stat or number for number. Like it's, it's very impressive. I, I think we do have a super chat. We do we hear from Valava. Our boy, our boy is with us here. Yeah. Pull that up. Yeah. Boom. He says, hey, dude, saw SP3 catching Euphoria now. How's that? Also, weren't you doing a couples ranking last week? Yes, we were. We started off with our couples ranking. And like we said last week, we're definitely going to come back to that. But, you know, it's one thing to know the couples. We know we got a lot of, like, new fans here on Fightful Overbook. So we're going to go back to our character ranking. We, we kind of washed away our original character ranking on the first episodes of Degrassi Dudes, which you can catch on the Fight Talk underscore Twitch channel, as well as True Hill Heat Wrestling uh, Twitch channel. So we're going back to the character kind of ranking so we can kind of talk about the characters and for new viewers to Degrassi, they can kind of get to know the characters. And then next week, we're going to do a show here on Fightful Overbooked and then over on the True Hill Heat and Fight Talk Twitch channel, we're going to do a post show where we'll be able to watch an episode and kind of talk, talk more about a specific character through there. Yes. And, because here on YouTube, <clears throat> we can't show the footage of the show. And so that way we can 
talk about it here and then y'all can just follow us right over to our twitch channels and then that way <clears throat> we can watch an episode together um so that's gonna be fun it'll be a fun thing to do to i always like starting my fridays with this but it's it's this is an even better way of doing it also I, and, th and thank you follow b also uh is it he, this is the guy who's with Paige, right it is who he's saying olander yes, Lander, yes, yes he's saying yes. that i look like this guy. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> That was a great deep cut right there, Mister Mister Oleander. You don't want your girlfriend Paige to get jealous. That line by Manny is just so oh. infamous. And to also answer uh, Vala B, yes, I've been cat. I'm already all caught up on Euphoria, and I I understand this tweet now. Somebody tweeted it out before I started watching the show that Degrassi had to walk for Euphoria to fly. And yo, yeah, yeah, Jensen, really? you might have to get on this show because it's it's a deep cut in that it really goes, it has like the high school elements of Degrassi, but it really goes in depth about drug use and what it can do to a person. And Zendaya's acting is just tremendous. Like, especially this last episode of Euphoria, where she's really going through it and on the run just the way they shot it the the the, the colors just cinematography wise it's one of the best shows i've ever seen oh wow okay yeah i haven't watched it but i've seen uh i see like all the people talking about it so i you know it must be pretty good but it, yeah that's what i was hearing too was that like the grassy was kind of like euphoria was so yeah well uh I might, I might have to get on that. We'll see. It, it's a great show. I definitely would recommend it for anyone. And it's making me get more use out of my HBO Max and not just for Peacemaker and Entourage reruns. So uh, South, South Park replays. Oh yeah, South Park too. South Park. I gotta watch the new one uh, right after this. I'm gonna watch the new South Park. Actually, we were after you watch it, you can watch the end of FMC that was just on. Me and Jeremy talk about it, and we we talked about the first two episodes and kind of like the theme that we see for the series uh, for this season so far is. It's it's a it's a good one. I think I think we both agree that episode two was better than episode one because of the joke that they drew they drove home, similar to what they did in episode one with the pajamas. Pajama time. Yeah. All right, cool. Yes. I, I do see uh Carl Andrews Jr. asking us, did y'all ever uh watch that music video Drake did with the Degrassi cast? Of course. Uh, that, I'm that upset. Oh man, that was mark out status. As soon as he's like getting ready for the party and you see Spinner come in, like that was like mark. I popped so hard, and then I realized what was going on. I was like, they showed up to a Degrassi reunion. This when they pulled up to the school, I was like, oh my god, like, <laughs> like they're actually doing this. Yeah, <laughs> that was a, it's an incredible music video, it really is. The only gripe I have for it, and this is like a nitpick, but. JT not being in it, I was like, "That's that." Wasn't that Sean hurts. not in it too? Sean wasn't in it either. You're right. Yeah, you're yeah, right. So. But but I, I heard that like in some of the interviews with the cast, I heard that they like Drake's people reached out to JT to be there, and he was so convinced it was fake that he didn't go. <laughs> like he was like, "Why is no like there? No one's doing a Drake music video for DeGrassi, and like nobody else like." You know, I think when they were all there together, they like 
called him or something. Yeah. And we're like, we're all here, you know? And like, then he, I think he's probably like, oh, wow, this was real. I can't believe it. Um, Cause like even, uh, like even Rick was in that, you know what I mean? I know. Like, like that was a great Rick- scene too, where all the dudes are running after him. Like that was, that would do. That's a, uh, that's a great, that's a great music video. Then you got James on Bob for that too. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That was a that was a deep cut, deep cut right there. Yeah. And Jay and Silent Bob, man, they they're such a they they're like the most known uh special guest cameo in Degrassi: The Next Generation history. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's wild. We talked about it with Alex last week, but the whole this idea that Kevin Smith was this massive Degrassi fan as a kid, and then even like in the movie Mallrats, um, Caitlin, I yes, think, he brings it up, yeah. When oh, she's wearing, she, she's wearing a, uh, she's wearing it a grassy like a, uh, 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 jean jacket. It's got like the Degrassi logo on the back of it in the movie and stuff too, which is, which is pretty awesome. So, uh, but yeah, but but uh, <clears throat> Kevin Smith was such a big fan that he used his he used his fame to get into the show and like get with Caitlin, the character that he had a crush on as a kid in the original series, which. I mean, that's goals, right? I, I, I do the same thing. Like, if I had the opportunity to, like, get on my favorite show or movie, like, if they invited me to be in Mighty Ducks Game Changers and, like, I got to, like, team up with Bombay, like, I mean, that would be... Dude, me and Bombay going out to the bar and meeting moms that have kids that play hockey, like, I mean, that's... That's, that's, that's a series that's a whole, right there. Like, that's the whole what, series. Why wasn't that the Disney Plus series, Bombay and Jensen? Yeah, that I mean, that would have been the shenanigans that myself and Gordon Bombay could have gotten into. I mean, they, yeah, could have been could have made for a good series. Um, and I need to learn his ways because he really has a knack for, you know, getting with women. Apparently, he, so. he like Jedi mind tricks the kid <laughs> into believing like I'm a good guy. You want me to get with your mother? Yeah, you, you're gonna literally push me into it, even though it's what I want. <laughs> yes, and then he eventually, inevitably, in all cases, winds up prioritizing his own goals and pushes away the relationship and forgets about the kid. See, that's the thing with Charlie is like that's what I'm. That's the main reason I'm so upset that Bombay isn't in season two of Game Changers. Because, but it, it looks like they're gonna do like a hockey camp type thing, from what I'm seeing. So you, maybe there's a bit, there's a trailer out. No, I don't think there's a trailer, but I, but, but I've seen stuff that like websites have written up about it. Because Bom, Bombay is not in it. Like they've yeah. made that clear. But I'm hoping what's happening is they're just kind of doing a new setting for this season, and they're gonna do a hockey because Josh Dumel is gonna be like one of the coaches for this this season. And I think what it's going to be is like a hockey camp or something like that. And then maybe that way they can just kind of like do that as kind of like a, like that's the season. And then hopefully season three, you know, COVID isn't an issue anymore and they can get Bombay back and then they can like actually do the stories that they wanted to do. Cause like Keenan says he wants in Joshua Jackson wants in, like uh, I saw Julie the Cat Gaffney wants in, Goldberg wants it. Like all these characters want in, and I want to see them, but I mainly only want to see them if Bombay is there. Like that's like a big part of it. Like if Charlie's there, we need to know what happened between the two of them. They they referenced the falling out in the first season. Like we need resolution on this. My childhood needs to be 
satisfied here. Like my child, my own childhood. Like I need to know what's going on in this, in this. And if Bombay is never there again, I don't, I don't even want them to do series season two without him. Like, yep. but anyways, that's a they, whole they literally left a lot of loose ends, a lot of loose stories for him with the Charlie thing with them not getting along and not talking. He never really got with the mom. Like they flirted, but he never had yeah. the kiss like he did with uh, Charlie's mom at the end of uh, the first Mighty Ducks movie. So you got to have the payoff there and just him with the, with the, with the kids. It's just, that was kind of like the best scenes with the kids was, uh, was Bombay kind of teaching them how to play hockey. So yeah, I do agree. I hope that it's just like an isolated type of like season and then they can get back to minnesota and where they were and kind of resume yeah. things with bombay complete completely agree with all of that and and that's the thing like he just won the team back like he's the coach of the ducks again him and yes. evan's mom and it's like that like now it's it's just now starting again like this should be us seeing the revived mighty ducks that we've wanted for 25 years and now bombay's not there um but Anyways, let's talk about Degrassi and these characters. Absolutely. We're going to be talking about the Degrassi characters and ranking them. Uh, I'm going to share my screen here so we can tell y'all, show y'all the, the tiers that we're going to be choosing from here. Um, I'm trying to see what they want me to choose here. Okay, we got this one here. We're going to share that screen there. And Jensen's going to help me out. And there we go. You guys see it. You guys see it? I don't know. Boom. Yeah, there we go. Boom. Boom. There is <sighs> the list, the uh, assortment of characters from Degrassi, the next generation, all the way to Degrassi, next class. Uh, we got, and we got our rankings here. We're at top. We got the upper echelon, the elite, if you will, of Degrassi characters, which is the Degrassi GOAT. We got a tier below them is great characters. They're not the Degrassi Cokes. They're not the iconic type of characters that we all know and love, but they are still great characters. Then we got just under great characters. You're all right, but yeah, uh, <laughs> these are the characters that we like. From time to time, the but yeah part means there are other times we dislike them. So they're very in the middle type of characters. Then we have deserve better. These are the characters that either deserve better writing, deserve better lives, better payoffs for their character. They just deserve better. We also have just below deserve better. Why did they even try? These are the characters of we don't even know why Degrassi even wrote them in. Did they have a purpose? Did they accomplish a purpose? Did they have a point? And then there is the bottom of the bottom, the always favorite. The This is the ones that we're going to drag, ladies and gentlemen. These are the toxic AF characters, like last week's couple tier. We got to end things off with the, with the toxic as AF. So... We got our ranking. I don't know who's ready for this. Uh, Maggie's happy to see saying, I will never get used to no beer Jensen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, was, I was talking about it earlier, Maggie. Don't get too used to it. Uh, next week on the same show, I will probably have a full beard. You can already see. I mean, it's already coming back in. It grows very, very fast. But if you, But if you like this, 
you know, soak it in now. But uh, this uh, this this is like a once a year type thing I do. But I can't stress it enough. My face feels so good. If I, if I didn't think if, if I didn't think I looked so different, like I would do this way more often because just how good it feels. But anyways, this is um, this is this is as close to uh, high school Jensen since we're talking about a high school show. This is as close to high school Jensen as it's gonna get. I just, <laughs> I just don't know if he was a student or the music teacher. Um, yes, facts. <laughs> Oh, I, I, I'm, I'm digging sports and things in the live chat as well. He seems like he is knowledgeable because he even, he's even shouting out. He's like, Adam deserved better. Like yeah. he, he didn't care. So I want to hear sports and things. Any people that are, you know, uh, uh, familiar with Degrassi, when we mention a character, I want y'all in the live chat to tell us what y'all think. It's not just me and Jensen. We're gonna make this interactive. Y'all let us what y'all, what y'all think with these characters if you know them where they should go but let's start off jensen with the first face we got here i did a little sorting out very quickly i did all this work kind of putting the characters together by the season they were introduced and then this whole site kind of shuffled them again uh <laughs> this morning but i kind of put uh, kind of our main characters from like season one onwards at the beginning here so we're gonna start off jensen with one of the characters that is very polarizing, if you if you know, because I've been doing my my rabbit hole research, uh, Jensen, of uh, watching other Degrassi YouTubers that talk about the show, and this is a very polarizing character. Surprisingly, Emma Nelson, the character that starts it all, the link to Degrassi High. She is the daughter of uh, Spike. Who is, uh, you know, of course, gets with Snake, Mr. Simpson. Uh, you have that whole dilemma there. Her father has like brain damage. She goes to see him, I believe, in season three. She has to deal with Spike and Snake because Snake is her her teacher at school. She's got the drama with her and Sean. They're on again, off again from season one all the way to season six. She's got her friendship with Manny, where sometimes. I think this is the main the main complaint about Emma's character is that she's very judgmental with Manny, whereas Manny, I feel, is a better friend. We had last week Alex, Queen of the Rings, shouts out to her because she was a tremendous first guest for us to have, where she was talking about Manny stealing uh, Craig from Emma. And I watched back the episode she was referencing, and literally, it's Craig who picks Manny. It's not, it's not Manny forcing the issue. It's not Manny stepping in front of Emma. It's really Craig asks Manny to dance, and he made his choice between the two, even though Emma had a crush on him. He had a crush on Manny. So even that one, I kind of negate as a complaint. So Emma judgmental she you know she's all about peace and healthy living and she's an activist what's your thoughts jensen and where do you think she's like honestly i think she even though i mean there's a thing when we get to pretty much every one of these characters there's going to be like a downside or something something we don't like about all these characters to some degree because you know they all cheat on each other and all the relationships and there's all i mean there's a lot of stuff a lot of layers to these characters but i think emma is an easy goat I mean, like, I know we're starting off, like, that's going going right to the top right away. But, like, without Emma, the sh in, in, like, the canon of, like, the, the story of Degrassi between the original series and Next Generation, all that, it doesn't exist without Emma, with her being 
the the daughter of of Snake and, or of of Spike, but Spike and Snake when they get together. So like, um, and like a lot of the stories revolved around her, and they followed her, and she was a long term uh, member too. She was literally the the focus of the first episode of the show. They followed her through her attempt at going to college, and then after when she was you know. And then we saw her get married to Spinner eventually. And they um, told the full story for sure. Yeah. He was there from season one all the way to nine. Like there's yeah. only one other character that had a run from like season one like that. And it's the person she marries. So yeah. And I love Carlos Hernandez in the live chat. Saying oh. Best moment was when she got the clap. Yes. Oh. After uh, the whole drama with the school shooting, because she was the one that was kind of, being nice to uh rick at the time and then he pulled up the gun and then sean reversed the gun on rick after that she was like mentally out of it so sean leaves she's left with no one and uh jay takes advantage of that and uh gets some head at the ravine and so gets giving out some bracelets yeah yeah i and you know what i also realized the other day because i was watching some uh some episodes on pluto tv I saw um, it was that episode where Connor meets up with the like World of Warcraft chick. That yes, he meets online, and I it clicked for me. I was like, Spike or uh, Snake went through this twice because he was helping Emma with Stranger Danger, and then he was helping Connor with it because he was like Connor's guardian. Yeah, and I was like, so he had that happen to him twice. But anyway, what do you think about Emma? I, I think she's an easy goat. Here. I, I think you're right only because of the uh because she starts it all off like she is the main character the direct link to Degrassi high with Spike and so much of the show is centered on her I would love to put her down in great characters because I feel like the next person we're talking about is better than her and more deserving of being in that top tier so I'm willing I'm willing to make the argument that she is that Emma is just a great character she's not a goat because she's attached, she is best friends with the real goat of them all. But I got to agree with Sports and Things, who says Emma has to be the elite for being the Genesis. So just on that point alone, although there are a lot of faults with Emma Nelson, she's a goat. Yeah, but like I said, there's going to be a lot of faults with a lot of these people. And it, and it is it is going to be stacked pretty top-heavy here, because a lot of these first-season characters that we're going to be doing first, a lot of them are some of the like the best characters in the entire series. So like it, it, when you're, as you're watching this, if we got a lot of people kind of towards the top at first, like, trust me, it will, it will be all over the place once we start getting a little deeper into the, but like, but to sp 3s point, like Manny Santos, like obvious goat. I mean, so, you like, to talk about her, but like obvious goat. Like obvious, like we don't even have to have the full discussion before we put Manny Santos in the GOAT status. She's another first season uh, character where she's kind of just like the sidekick in that first season. She's there for Emma when she needs it. The very first episode, she comes in clutch as a friend because she's the one that tells JT and Toby, then in turn encourage her to tell Emma's parents that Emma's meeting a stranger from online. So she comes in clutch for her friend almost immediately. 
I told you about the whole thing with uh, Craig in the second season, and he kind of stops going after her because he feels she's too young. Season three, we see the complete evolution of Manny Santos, where she becomes an icon with the with the thong outside the jeans, the whale tail, <laughs> the whale tail, the Lita, the Lita style whale tail. <laughs> she she does the, like the whole makeover. She gets in. She the I'm one of her biggest faults, of course, comes in season three because that's when. Um, Craig cheats with her uh, when he's with Ashley and she gets pregnant. She goes through a whole ordeal. She has to get an abortion. Eventually, she does wind up with JT, but that's short-lived. She then gets with Spinner, right, when Spinner is with Paige already. Uh, so that was kind of one of her common themes is that she did get with a lot of guys that were already in relationships, unfortunately. Uh, season five, we have the, I, I, I'm gonna, you're going to save this video because I'm going to be famous. <laughs> when she shows her boobs uh, for, for Peter, who is filming her, and then he releases the, the video giving her public shame. She gets back with Craig during all of this because Craig can only take advantage of women when they're at their weakest. Um, <laughs> Not, hey, to Toby was way worse about that. We'll get to that eventually. Also true. Uh, she eventually... Uh, <laughs> That's so true. Uh, she eventually <laughs> gets addicted to drugs because of Craig. So that leads to them breaking up. And then she goes through a whole ordeal where she's trying to pick her own school for college. And her dad is crushing her. So to make her dad mad, she gets with Jay. And they have one of the best love stories in Degrassi because they're like complete opposites. You never thought of them together, but they grow together. She makes him a better man. He makes her a better woman. Uh, he helps her get in, get the uh, part in a movie in Hollywood. And they get together in Degrassi Takes Hollywood. And then she's more of like a recurring character for season nine. But like Carlos Hernandez said, a lot of character development for Manny. Yes. <clears throat> yeah. Great character. Uh, very important to the show. Became, uh, just like so many of them, uh, eventually, like, became a, a actress and singer. Like, uh, just an overall, just massive entertainer. Renaissance uh, woman. Renaissance woman. <clears throat> winds up with Jay Hogart eventually, which was real random, uh, unless you follow the whole show. Otherwise, if you went from, like, the first few seasons and then like didn't watch it again till the end, you'd be like, why the hell is Jay and Manny together? But it makes sense if you watch the whole thing. Um, but yeah, e easy goat tier. Now, un unquestionably one of the best characters in the history of Degrassi. Definitely agree with you. Next, we have another OG from season one. We got Liberty Van Zandt and another person that went through a lot of character development, but still stay true to who they originally were. Like she, she's a very smart, a do-gooder. She's a very much of a, a go-getter because, like, she was she was writing the school announcements for Ashley from like season one. Then eventually, she becomes like the class rep and school president. She she has a big crush on JT from like season one all the way to season four, where he eventually sees her for who she is, and they have one of the most tumultuous and uh, Romeo and Juliet type love stories of Degrassi as uh, J they break they get pregnant because JT wants to wear a magnum condom when he got a needle dick um, 
it's like, yeah, oh, that's, that's actually what happens. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. I'm, I yeah. wish that that, yeah. was, that was just me just playing around, but that was legit the dialogue that they had. Like, you wanted to wear the Magnum, and it fell off. Um, yeah, he gets he gets her pregnant. Then he starts selling drugs to provide for Liberty and the kid. So they made the decision to give him up for adoption. They break up because of it. JT gets with Mia. So you got a love triangle between them. And then eventually he chooses his oatmeal in Liberty over his meatball sub of uh, of Mia. And when he goes to tell Liberty that, he gets stabbed in the yeah. back because he was at the center of the, Legra- the Degrassi Lakehurst rivalry that Mia kind of got him in because she, his, her baby daddy is from Lakehurst and she was from Lakehurst. So that caused the whole friction there. So, man, a lot to unwrap there with Liberty Van Sant. And we also kind of talked about. We got both. We can, we can do both of the two of them because that they're very interconnected. Obviously, after, after JT's death, Liberty does some more stuff, including like uh that kind of weird romance she has with Damien. Um, yeah. When she, Damien's with Emma. Yes. Yeah. So we'll talk about that a little more when, when we get to Damien. When it comes to, um, you know, Liberty also, uh, the weird thing with Toby for a second, which we'll also talk about when we get to Toby. And then she had the the story where, like, when she went to college, the sorority, like, only wanted her for, like, like to, to like, check a box and have a yes. black person in their sorority. And, because they heard her story about being a a, a baby mama and right. for adoption, so they're like, "Oh man, she's from a rough neighborhood and stuff." When her parents is like doctors and lawyers, like yeah, she yeah, she felt like she had to like almost like play a di- be a different person like around them, and then she like eventually sees through that and like d- doesn't join the sorority and stuff like that. So she has she has some more stories throughout. The last time we saw her. What was probably the the wedding for Emma and uh, yeah. Sean? Well, so. well, if you if you continue watching, she actually also shows up in um Degrassi, the next class. The, oh, the see, season. I haven't seen yeah. that yet. Yeah, I need to watch the next class strictly just to see the cameos from the OG characters. Like, honest, honestly, it's one of the better reason. And I feel like even though if you didn't watch like season 13 and season 14 you miss a lot of like character development for the main ones of uh zig maya uh tristan miles and zoe i think that you could still watch it from just degrassi the next class first episode onward and plus it's really easy to kind of consume like the 40 episodes because they're only like 25 minutes long so you can kind of do like a bunch you can finish like that whole series in like three four days yeah i'll probably do that like this weekend um so as far as ranking like so i'll get this out of the way i think jt is easy goat like without really much conversation he was like the comedy relief he was one of the most beloved characters him getting stabbed is probably the saddest moment in the history of the show so like jt easy goat liberty I'm on the fence about goat or great. She's definitely one of those two for me. I just don't know. She, I'm okay with either. Um, I like her a lot and she's the most, we've talked about it before. She's the most consistent, I think, as far as like, she's pretty much the same. There's a lot of character development, but like she, if you watch season one and then watch her last appearance, like you'd be like, 
nothing she hadn't changed you know what i mean she's like it's the same liberty like the way she looks and acts and talks and everything it's like it's her just just a little older like it's the same it's yeah. the same character and i um, think i think at the core like i think the reason that we give these three kind of the uh goat status is they also kind of keep their core values from like season one until we find we finally see them like jt he always had the humor he was the class clown emma was always the activist and always wanted to like do good but was kind of judgmental uh manny is just caring and helpful and always wants to be loved so they all kept those core values i think like liberty was never kind of and this is something we talked about last week just the black characters never got the attention they truly deserve like there was just something up with degrassi where they never really truly invested in any of the black characters and i think liberty was a victim of that so i would put her great great characters here I, i'll go with that too i think that's i think that's uh that's very fair and that's definitely a thing. I mean, we can knock that out too real quick and just mention like, because I saw this in the chat last week when we were doing the couples and I saw quite a few comments that were like uh, Hazel and Jimmy rolling together because they were people of color, basically. Like, and, and yeah. to be honest, that was, that pretty much was true because like they didn't do anything with the couple and they were together for like forever. And that seemed to really be the only commonality the two of them had. Like they didn't have anything personality wise in common. They were just together and it just seemed like they were together only for that reason. And then you had other characters that would kind of like they'd be getting a small push and then they would just be gone. Like like Chris and like Damien kind of to a degree. And uh like there were others where I totally I understand, like I don't think that it's uh I don't think it's out of line by any degree at all to like bring up that for whatever reason, people of color did not get the same spotlight on this show as, as the white characters. I mean, I, it's like, pretty clear. The only exception to like people of color not getting a push on this show is when we get to the Bandaris. Like that was right. like the first time that they like, okay, we're gonna invest in these people of color and the Bandaris got character development and they were kind of like the highlight of like season, I would say like 10 onward it was like the the combination of Savin and two anya i mean Savin um ali that that combination they really like focused on more than they ever did for uh people of color speaking of people of color before we get to page we should yeah. since we already are in that conversation jimmy brooks he's another one i would put I would I think he should be a Degrassi goat because of what he did afterwards but if we're just talking about his character on the show I think he's a great character because after he gets shot, he really has some storylines and they really give him layers as a character. But before he gets shot, he literally, if it wasn't for a spinner, I don't know if they would have ever gave him a storyline because they put him with Hazel and that was just a part of that whole breakfast club thing and they were always connected but it was more they were connected because their best friends spinner and page were dating and it was yeah. cool to double dates that's it yeah 100 percent. you're right on the money um and it's funny because you know now aubrey graham also of course known as drake for anybody who might be watching this for the first time doesn't know um that is drake the most famous you know person alive right now um and yeah he uh <clears throat> that you're very right about that he was just kind of more so like spinner's friend up until the time he got shot and then they never 
like um that i know they they explored it a little bit on the show but i would have really liked to see more of I, I was very interested in the in the whole story where jimmy and i can't remember her name the girl he meets in physical therapy yeah who's also uh who's in the kind of the same situation he is and she is go- about to go off to try stem cells um in another country and that was like a really interesting story to me because jimmy then like basically he if i remember correctly he like takes like the money he was supposed to use for college but he yeah. uses it so he could go get that done the too yeah trina thank you sporting this whoever's sporting Yo, sport, sports sporting things. things i hope you yeah. come back every week because you yeah. it in the live chat you and vala b like yeah. y'all, y'all are giving us a lot in the live chat we appreciate the love <clears throat> and you're and, and you're informing us so we always appreciate that <laughs> and, and, re- and remember uh <clears throat> he gets access to that money initially because he catches his dad cheating with like his assistant or whatever yes, i forgot about that too yeah and then that was a weird story was... too because he covers for his dad he like doesn't tell his mom like at dinner and i was like that's kind of messed up like i'd tell my mom like, <laughs> you know like oh that's kind of messed up but oh man that's crazy um, yeah yeah <clears throat> i forgot about that because like i i i feel like i have to go back and watch a lot of like season two through seven again Cause it's been so long since I watched like those seasons where I kind of in the pandemic watched the seasons I missed from like eight onward. And then I just have been recently rewatching like 13, 14 season 12 and stuff. So I kind of um, have that very permanent in my mind, especially when we get to those characters, but like the early on seasons, I have to rewatch again. Cause it's been a yeah. while. I, I I really hope that in this this reboot that they're doing uh, next year for Degrassi, like they're definitely going to get the OG characters. Like I don't know how many, but like they for sure are going to get some of them. And if they can get Drake, which I think they might have an actual chance on, because like he seems to love the show. Like he doesn't like shy away. Obviously, we talked about the music video. He's not like too big to like you know be a part of that. And I think if they could get him, that would be one of the biggest like wins in all of like the Rossi history is like to see him walk on yes. screen. You know what I mean? It's like Jimmy got like it, like the stem cells worked and like he can walk again. Like that would be, that'd be an incredible, like that'd be an incredible thing to see as a, as a longtime fan, like, like a resolution to that. Like I know, you know, well, here's the thing, because I remember in that episode too, the reason he wants to do it is because there was another guy in his physical therapy class who was in a wheelchair and then he saw him walking around and he was like, yo, how, like, how are you walking? And the guy was like, I'm telling you, man, these, these stem cells, like I, I just, so anyways, I, I want to see a resolution to that. I think it'd be really cool if we fought, if we did see Jimmy walk in, in the, in the next, uh, It'd be a good way to wrap up that that whole character on the show. I um, totally uh, agree with you. Like that would be, and he is connected to HBO Max because that was one of the things I forgot to tell you about Euphoria. He's one of the executive producers. Him, Ooh. him, and Future are the uh, executive producers for really? Euphoria. So he has that connection with HBO Max. So I don't think it, it's out of the realm of possibility to say that it, it is. It, it is an option for them to kind of give him a call and at least ask him. All he can say is no Hell at the yeah. end of the day. Uh, next we got here, Paige. 
which I would say immediately the next the next uh three are very interesting conversations to have but let's start with Paige she's like a fashion icon of Degrassi just her whole look from like season one and how she stood out she was the antagonist in season one then she becomes the popular girl because she takes over the spot that Ashley had assumed before after Ashley's this jagged little pill episode and um you had the whole relationship with her and spinner developing then season two is also the season she gets uh raped by dean and goes through a whole psychological thing there season three really focuses on her and spinner and the development of that relationship and kind of going through everything there. Season four starts off with her dealing with the trial of the of her, uh, you know, of her getting raped by Dean. And that kind of is the kind of the, the line in the sand for the split between her and Spinner that happens later on in the season when he gets with uh, with Manny. At the end of season four, we also have the Oleander and Paige uh, storyline and how Manny is also involved in that uh, as well. She goes into like season five. She's still with him. Uh, that falls apart and he gives her weed after breaking up with her. Season five is also when she develops the whole relationship with Alex, which is really like her peak relationship Alex as we talked about last year and that was like the first last week, week yeah uh, last week excuse me that was last year uh last week and she that's kind of like the key first uh lesbian couple of Degrassi so a lot a lot for Paige and then of course uh we have her in college she goes out with this guy that has HIV at one point uh she has the whole on again off again series with Alex, she's leaving. She's living with Ellie and Man, uh, and um, Marco after her stint in Banting goes terribly wrong, and she can't handle the pressure of being in Ivy uh, Ivy League. And then, of course, there's the grassy uh, goes Hollywood, where they literally forgot all her character development and took her back to Paige from season one. Yeah, a hundred percent. And that guy's name was Griffin, I think, that had the HIV. Yes. That yeah. I just, just like the name just like shot in my brain somehow, but they didn't do a whole lot with him either. He was a, he was an interesting character. Cause that guy like was trying to like use Jimmy, like, cause he was in a wheelchair. Like that's like why he wanted to like get him like in his club to like rap and stuff. And like that guy, that guy was a little weird. Um, he was, but, he was, yeah. but, um, but anyways, when it comes to Paige, I'm, I'm somewhere between goat and great. I think if she didn't, if it, if Degrassi, the if the Hollywood Degrassi had never happened, I'd probably have her in Goat. I agree but, with you. But she was so insanely annoying in that Hollywood that it it brought her, like you said, it just killed all the character development that they had up to that point. And at the end of it, she was nice again, but it was only after like she lost it all, like yeah. you know. So yeah, I, I thought I, she. Had it not been for a couple, a couple missteps, she'd be a goat. But I think she's just unlikable enough that she's got to go to grade. Next, we got a person that we have both said to each other that we have in high esteem. So yeah, I'm going to assume you agree with me. One of the goats, Sean Cameron, the original bad boy of Degrassi. You can give us kind of some of your 
highlights of Sean's character. Yeah, Sean's an absolute goat. Um, we talk about it a lot. His first appearance where he shows up to class and Mr. Simpson tells him to tell the class about himself and he just says no. And then like Emma immediately falls for him, like uh, immediately establishes that he's a badass that doesn't that doesn't want to get too close to other people. Um his relationship with Ellie, I thought was really good too. Underrated relationship in the, uh, in the series, uh, constantly an important character on the show has a lot of character development. Um, and you know, even he has a lot of really unlikable moments. Like when he steals snakes laptop, when he's going through chemo, like season three is like Sean at his worst. Like when he yeah. first, when he first becomes friends with Jay Hoger. Yes, he's he's jacking vending machines for their Snickers bars, and he's he's you know we find out that the kid that he he deafened in Wasega, like he actually sucker punched him. It wasn't like how this like this like noble thing that like people thought it was. Um, but that said, Sean always made up for it. Like he, yeah. even even when he ran over the dude in the car, like when he was drag racing with with Peter, like he went to jail. He did his time. Like he obviously felt really bad about it. And the guy, I mean, the guy didn't die, but I mean, he could, he could have, it was, it could have been way worse than it was, but it's one of those things where like every time Sean would mess up, like even when he stole, stole snakes laptop, he then gave him like free car oh, repair on yes. like, like something that would have cost way more than that. Like he like, I'm not saying that what that was right. I think it's incredibly messed up what he did with the laptop, but like at least he was like, Hey, this is going to cost a lot of money for you to fix your car. I can fix this for you without, you know, let me make this up to you. So like he, I, the only thing I didn't like about him to be honest was it was strange that he goes into the army. Not that there's anything wrong with going into the army, but they kind of like changed his character. Like when he came back and he was working out with snake, Sports and Things says it best. Sean is another goat. Wish he could have gotten a real closing yeah. arc. Like, that's not... The arc is obvious for Sean. It's him and Emma. Yeah, him and Emma married. should have been the one who got married, and the spinner thing just shouldn't have happened. That would have been... That should have been what happened. Yeah. like he Maybe by back. the next series, we find out that, like, Sean and Emma had a divorce because like they realized that like they had nothing in common and, and now emma and sean are together like that would be that would be cool um i i hope i hope that's where we go because <laughs> that is one of the best the worst uh combinations they ever did another character mm -hmm. with a lot of development we have craig manning here and only because of his toxic relationships <laughs> and his devotion to music over how people felt i'm gonna say he's a great character here. yeah he just misses goat exactly because of those reasons he was terrible to to women um he was a super likable character like 90 percent of the time the best musician on the show uh easily in my well depending on what kind of music you like but i thought he was the best like actual musician they had and obviously you can make the the, the argument for drake um but it was a little different then drake was kind of like figuring out his flow and stuff like yeah like craig like was like the front man of like every band on the show kind of thing um and then he was a fate even in degrassi uh next class he comes back and he's like he's they they talk about him like working coachella all the time oh, that's and, so cool yeah, yeah i love that he's the judge for like the music competition for this special thing at uh degrassi and then he also goes through like bipolar and there's a, there's a lot of really important stuff. I think that, that Craig 
Um, he starts off as the creepiest character on the show because, like, at, when you first see him, he's literally like stalking Joey <laughs> and uh, his daughter, Angie. About to, Angie. Oh, 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 we're just immediately as we're talking about Craig, we're gonna just say either he, she either goes, Why did they even try or deserve better? Uh, so just why did they even try? Yeah, yeah. That, she, she's a pretty ir- irrelevant uh, and, piece and actually, of the picture. If yeah, she's, she comes a different back as character another character later. Who, who also is like, oh, why did they even try or deserve better? Because they could have simply just made her Angie. They could have, like, like, why did they have to make her a totally different character? Because it would have worked out better if you just said Angie is grown up and she's in Degrassi now. It would have made us more interested in the character. But if you have a character that's obviously a former character and you're calling them something else, it totally is just going to make the audience not even care about the character. Yeah, I, I agree. I didn't see a whole lot of her as the other character like later on, but I was super confused when I saw that. Like when I was watching some of the, the newer episodes, if you will, yeah. and I saw like, I was like, wait, is that Angie? And then they were, but they weren't calling her Angie. And I had to like look it up online. I was like, they literally took the same actress and just changed the character. Why would they do this? So yeah, I agree there. And yeah, Craig is, like I said, very creepy at first because he's literally taking pictures from like afar and like, and like Photoshopping his face in with, uh, oh, yeah. it sounds like it sounds like my perfect family or something, and it's like but, him. But with you them. immediately start sympathizing with him when you yeah. see how his father treats him. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Like he gets he's getting beaten by his dad, and then like he stands up to his dad and like runs away, and then his dad winds up dying after an argument that they had. He gets in a car crash, and there's a there's a lot of layers to Craig, and that is one of those things too where I'm not justifying how he treated other people in every instance. But, like, there was a lot of layers to that guy where, like, you could kind of give him a little slack when it came to certain things because it was like, dude, this guy's bipolar and he's going through a whole bunch of stuff. Like, you know, don't be so quick to judge kind of some of his outbursts. Because, like, there's the one time he, like, trashes the hotel room because he, like, got on his medicine or something like that. Um, Because he, I think he had him. No, yeah, he stopped. You're right. I think he stopped taking his uh, bipolar medicine. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. Uh, and then he, and then he beats a, the crap out of Joey as well in that episode. I forgot about that. The next That's episode, right. I believe it was, when he finally got home. That's right. So, but then on the flip side, like, he goes homeless at one point, and, like, that guy Skinny uh, steals his guitar and all that, and he punches him in the face. So, anyway, yeah, that all said, absolutely a great character, Craig Manning. Yes, and a part of hey. so many love triangles as well. <laughs> and then Hazel was like, that's just like a, a classic deserve better, right? Like, oh, it's oh, like she absolutely. was on the show. She was, she was on the show forever, but she was mainly just Jimmy's girlfriend. Like most and, of it. And Paige's sidekick. And Paige's like, best friend. Right. Yeah. yeah. That, that's all she really was. Alex. Um, this is kind of a interesting one where I feel like I, my immediate thought is like great character or you're all right, but yeah, you're all right, but yeah, because of how the character starts off. But like season four, she, when she becomes like vice president to Marco, who's president and starts, you know, mixing it up more with like the main class and then the page and her relationship. And then she has her own thing where she's like, has to become a dancer because her mom is out of work. 
So when they did focus on her, she gets a lot of character development and interesting storylines. But at the end of the day, they never really focused on her fully. Yeah, yeah, she she's definitely a polarizing one because I like I like her character overall, especially towards the end. Um, I thought it was really interesting too when. Remember there's an episode where she's running against Marco for yes. class president yeah, and she says to him like they can either vote for the queer or the freak. Guess what? I'm the freak. And then she does turn out to, <laughs> to be, be a lesbian. So like it's kind of, like I just it was just interesting if you go back and watch that how that all wound up playing out long term. Um but uh but yeah, I I I got to go you're all right but yeah because there was a lot of really, really bad things about her at first for, for the first few kind of seasons we saw her, she was mainly with Jay and she was mainly making fun of, she was basically bullying people. But then yeah. by the end of it, I remember there was the one girl who she plays lacrosse with like way later on. That's like, doesn't like her. Cause she got bullied by her and Alex bullied so many people. She didn't even yes. remember. Um, so I feel like because of that, she can't get all the way up to great, but she did redeem herself to get to like, we liked you, but yeah. Yeah. She redeemed herself with the page relationship. So that's yeah, why I was looking for Jay here because I think he's the same. Like he literally yeah. has no redemption until he gets with Manny. So I think, and, and then when he's with Manny, I like his character so much more. And actually it really started like the not nah, it was the same season yeah the same season that um he gets with manny before that we kind of see the relationship and the friendship between him and spinner that makes him more likable and then him and him and alex develop like more of a friendship outside of their relationship after that happens so he becomes better by like those <sighs> season three and season four He's responsible. He's part of the. They're responsible for Rick shooting Jimmy. He's he picks he's the main on, reason. Yeah, yeah. honest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he picks on. He picks on Rick relentlessly. He's homophobic to Marco. He's the one that kind of is the devil on the shoulder of Sean when he steals Snake's uh, laptop. Like every bad thing that happened on the show from season three through season five, including Emma getting the clap. You could directly point to Jay as the reason for that. But his redemption arc is like, it almost gets him at the great character tier. Yeah, it's it's close. But like, he's literally like, if the last few seasons didn't happen, he's all the way down in Toxic AF. You know what I mean? Like, yes. so there's got to be a balance there. So like, because the, I, I, if I remember correctly, the first time that they even showed Jay on the show I could be wrong, but I think it was him making fun of Dylan for being gay. Like right off the bat, it's like he, he establishes himself as homophobic. And then like, and then it just keeps getting worse with all the stuff that you, that you just said. Um, yeah, he, he was, he was just ultra, ultra talks. I mean, he, he was the heel of the show. I mean, yeah. just straight up, like he was the main heel of the show for, I mean, outside of the, the the short pocket of Rick, you know, being a school shooter, which obviously that kind of trumps everything. But like, I, you know, I, I that that that's that's we're in the, we're on the same page. Like he he would have been toxic AF, but then he does turn it around with Manny. He becomes friends with the Studes guys, and he you know yes. becomes a good guy at by the end of it. Um, he's like and really he loyal to he to Spinner. 
a lot for Manny, even from yeah. the beginning, like faking the relationship to help her and pissing off her dad. Then he eventually helps her get into uh, the the school there uh, that she goes to for the for the art program. And then he eventually helps her get the role at Hollywood. So, and then the, his whole friendship, like you said, with Stooge, with Spinner, he fully, and even with with Sean, like he had to deal yeah. with Sean finding out that he gave Emma the clap. And Carlos Hernandez calling us out saying, "But uh, don't uh, can't forget he told JT to sell drugs." Yes, he did. He did all of that from season three, four, five. Yeah, if it just yeah. if his arc just ended in season five, Toxic AF. Carl Andrews Jr. calling us out. Wouldn't that make him toxic? Like I said, three, four, yeah. five, he's at almost at the top of the list for toxic AF, but six and seven through eight, he redeems himself. And he does turn on the homophobia a bit over time too, because like Alex winds up being lesbian. Mm-hmm. Like he winds up eventually supporting that and stuff. Like we're not saying he's a perfect character. That's why he's down in the all right, but yeah. And then the, the selling, J, uh, making JT sell drugs. Um, I've talked about it on the show before. That was the most savagely ruthless line, I think, in the history of the show. When JT is like, he's like throwing up because like he's so like ashamed of himself for, for being a drug dealer. And he's telling Jay, he's like, my, my girl is leaving me. I'm going to lose my kid. I'm a drug dealer. I owe this money. I'm going to lose my job. Like I'm going to lose it all. And Jay just looks him right in the face and says, "Bummer times. At least there's a party." And it's like because they're at the ravine, and I'm like, and then and then JT tries to overdose like right after. Um, so yeah, um, absolutely horrible human being. And but until they they do turn him yeah. eventually. Yeah, so. Carl, Carl Andrews Jr. saying he redeemed himself a little. Yeah, that's why he's not in great character tier like at all. Like yep. literally. He, he like six season six seven and eight. He it's it's the difference between toxic AF and you're all right. But yeah, he would not be in deserve better. He would not be in why did they even try? Exactly. He would literally fall all the way down to the bottom tier. It automatically exactly. if it wasn't for those uh, seasons. Real quick, we kind of go through like shorter characters like this yeah. guy. Uh, he was friends with Jay. He gets into a fight with Sean and then eventually is a part of the crew with Jay and Sean. Um, why did they even try? Did, um, didn't didn't like Liberty try to like go out with him one time? No, like, I think you're thinking of Chris. It wasn't. No, it? I, I I'm not. Well, no, I think there was. Like, oh yeah, a, yes, like, yes. A, like a one episode thing where like yeah, she tries to get with all the black guys. Yeah, she, yeah. She started, like listening to the. I think like uh, either it's like something or she likes him because he's bad. Like there was a period where they would just try Liberty going after it, the the black guy on in the class. And he, he might have even liked her. I can't remember which way it went, but I just remember one episode where like like she gets rejected or something rather and like he's right there, like yeah. Right there. But but yeah, um oh, yeah, that I was, think she tries <clears throat> to get with Sean or something, right? Yeah, she that, she tries yeah. to be like a badass with like a leather jacket for like one episode. Um but yeah, that yeah, that that's definitely why do they even try? Like he wasn't toxic, he just it was just kind of an irrelevant character. Yeah. We got we got Moose here. Uh, Moose the Moose. Bruce the Moose. Um, another one. Why did they try? In my opinion, uh, yeah. We got 
uh, Layla, who we also who we've talked about before, who just lies and uh, tells me a secret just to get with Danny, and then eventually she gets played by Chantel and takes Danny from her. Why did they even yeah. try? Just yeah. to end. and that's another one. Like like I said, like I, I talked about Degrassi and their black of uh, the black characters, and then Stephen corrected me just in general with people of color. The Asian characters got it. Such the short end of the stick. Ridiculous. Do you remember that Chester kid that they tried to push for a couple episodes? Yeah. Or, or, or Spinner's uh, completely forgotten sister. Sister. I yeah, think she's, she's at, at the, the bottom. bottom here. Yeah. Why yeah. did they even try? Like, oh my God. I put her in toxic by accident. By no, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she was <laughs> <really> toxic. <laughs> Why did they even you remember? She, the only thing she did the entire series was she dated Toby. Like, that was it. And she was wasn't it. at uh, was Emma and Spinner's um, wedding or anything. We're just going through all the Asian characters. Yep. Zane, another one. I mean, he, no, he's actually <laughs> no. better. I would say yeah. slightly better than Layla and Spinner's sister, where I put him in deserve better because he had a good storyline. They just never fully gave us an arc for it. Yes. he. I think he was genuinely probably like the nicest person on the entire series. Like, yeah. like he, he was like, I don't know. There was something about that guy that I, I just really liked that he was just so comfortable being himself. He really tried to help Riley throughout like figuring things out. And, and he like, stuck, he stuck up to the, to the football team who was making fun of him and stuff. Like, so he's definitely, it's like you said, all we really got from him though, like the only story he had was basically him and him and Riley. Like there wasn't anything. We didn't really get him developing as a character on his own at all we just saw him trying to help riley pretty much there's a couple so. of these like characters here that are literally just here to be in a relationship with someone else so i'll kind of go i'll pick some of those out i immediately yeah. saw kelly kelly is the guy that goes out with emma in oh, college yeah. and gets her mm-hmm. and starts her smoking weed when she's referred to as blaze blaze uh, <laughs> yeah he just just why did they even try blue he's the one like holly Not j's it. first yeah. love interest and pointless it's literally, yeah literally pointless because he has pointless. no personality at all um jack is actually uh kind of i think she becomes like a main character but she's literally just here to be emma Jen's love interest after uh her and fiona break up in season 12 so she's kind of just there but why did oh, they that's right why yeah uh, they they made her like a dancer she smoked weed and but they never really focused on her character it was only about her and images um who else do we have oh let's let's talk about a toxic character i immediately saw because he's literally just here to do just uh fuck boy shit luke baker luke baker oh yeah is most famous for raping zoe revis and not immediately Gets him in Toxic AF, but he's just a horrible character from the very beginning. He's a part of the the hockey team that just are just stupid jocks, and um, him and uh, uh, who is it? Uh, Dallas. Him and Dallas are kind of like the antagonists of like season twelve to start off. But Dallas gets a redemption arc. This dude just gets worse. Season 13, that's when he rapes Zoe. He uh, is released and he goes through his whole trial and he basically tries to convince his sister to lie for him on trial so he could stay out and his parents are in on it too. Uh, Just the worst parents he has and he is one of the worst characters from those later seasons. 
Yeah, that's that's an easy toxic AF. And and if you if you want to just throw another easy one in there, we got uh, Trashley Kerwin uh, right up there towards the top. We can <gasps> the the, we can the head her right in there. The head. Go go ahead. Go ahead and explain to the people why Ashley Kerwin, one of the season one OGs, <laughs> I was saving her a bit because I knew we would automatically put her there, but tell the people why she's talking. Yeah. We don't have to get on it too long. Um, she was, here's the thing with her, right? Like she was always jealous of everyone else. It didn't matter if it was like that girl group, I think PMS, she had a couple different groups, I think throughout, but there was like every time that it looked like anyone was going to have any success that wasn't her. She would like try to sabotage them. Like, didn't matter if they were their best friends. Didn't matter if it was her, her boyfriend. She tried to box uh, Jimmy out from like being a part of that that music, and he's the only reason it was any good to begin with. Um, the the ecstasy thing, like, <coughs> I, I'm not going to downplay doing drugs. Like, I'm not encouraging people to to do drugs, but like, she did ecstasy once. Okay, it's really not that big of a deal, and she and she said a bunch of stupid stuff to her friends while she was on ecstasy that like, I think 99% of people would be able to just like face their friends afterwards and be like, look, I know I said a bunch of dumb stuff. I really don't mean it. I, I did. I, I don't do drugs and I took ecstasy and it was stupid and I just didn't mean that stuff. But instead she goes emo for like an entire year and like can't face her friends. Um, is jealous over Toby, jealous over wanting to be the president, the school president, do the announcements over Liberty. Just always jealous, like jealous always- of Paige and not understanding when Paige is not trying to be to- her toxic self in like season one when she's trying to help her realize her father is gay. She doesn't right. respond yep. to that very well. Uh, the whole entire she's very toxic to Jimmy. She wanted to break up with him just because the dude didn't have his parents at home and wanted to hang out with her. Like she was like, Oh, he's too clingy. I'm gonna break up with him. like from season one yeah. on, she's like toxic, yeah. And like she gets a little bit of redemption going like goth and hanging out with Ellie, and then the first bits of her relationship with Craig. And she's really the victim of that, that whole relationship with Craig, but it's really because she doesn't really want to talk to him about uh, she's not ready to have sex instead of having that conversation she kind of teases it and then pulls it back and keeps playing with his emotion which makes him turn to the girl that just wants to do it <laughs> like yeah he's a yeah. high school boy what do you expect so yeah and then eventually she gets back with Craig and then leaves his ass to go to London yeah with that Alistair it's like this random Alistair guy like and then that doesn't work out either probably because of her like she wants you like she, she comes back to Degrassi and they're like, what happened? And she's like, well, it was good. Then it was bad. And now I'm back. And it's like, yeah, probably your fault. <laughs> yeah, Probably your fault. You're the toxic one. And then she eventually gets, she eventually convinces Jimmy to go after Ellie, who he just has a crush on, but it's not going to reveal his true feelings. She pressures him into doing that. Yeah. She, she rejects him or says that she just wants to be his friend. And then she takes advantage of him and gets back with him only to find out that he is more musically talented than her, which a whole character became about music from season two onward. (laughs) Oh my God. It's so, it's so, it's really hilarious how much of a toxic character she truly was. The fact that we have to place her above someone, a rapist. 
We have to put her above a rapist. Right now. I, don't, I don't know if that's fair. <laughs> I like I don't I don't know if we can. Like that's I don't want to say that she was worse than a rapist. Okay, like that's but she was on the show the entire time. I mean, for years and years and years. This other guy was like, I mean, that was like the only thing he did on the show, really, right? I mean, yeah. like that was like his whole character was for that one story. Uh, Ashley was just straight toxic the whole time, but she never, she never did that. She um, never so. committed a crime. Yes. But because she had so much camera time, she is slightly <laughs> more toxic than Luke. But there is one character that is even more toxic than Ashley. And yes, I am talking about Rick. Yeah. He was just there to cause issues. He was abusive uh, verbally and then physically to Terry. Uh, to the point that she breaks up with him. He convinces her. Well, first of all, he was stalking her because he was looking at her from a distance and leaving flowers for her secret admirer. And then he got with her and did all of that. It was abusive. She broke up with him. Get he convinces her to get back with him, and she pushes her, he pushes her down where she goes into a freaking coma. Her head hits a rock on the way down. It's then one season later, he comes back. He gets picked on. They try to make him sympathetic but even in him getting picked on i don't think anyone felt a great deal of sympathy for him and eventually uh he's tarred and feathered at the trivia bowl challenge after he wins it for degrassi and that completely makes him snap save big on brunch for mom all in the kroger app get 16 ounce packs of flavorful angus 90 lean ground sirloin for 4.99 each with a digital coupon then buy two get two free on 12 packs of delicious coca-cola pepsi or seven up all with your card Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Where he goes home, he gets a gun, he brings it to school. He is gonna go mayhem on the bullies, but then Spinner and J and Jay uh, talk because they see him in the uh, stall and act like he they don't know he's there. And they say that it was Jimmy that basically set him up. He shoots Jimmy. He goes to shoot Emma, uh, like for no reason, only because Emma was nice to him and he felt like he was uh, leading her on. And then Sean has to step in the way, and Sean kills Rick. Rick never got redemption. He is the most toxic character in Degrassi. Absolutely. You nailed it. I mean, everything from, I mean, not only was he beating Terry, he beat her so badly that she went into like a coma and then was never seen on the show ever again. Like, and she was a main character up to that point. Um, and then of course the school shooting and everything. I mean, yeah, that he was, I felt so bad for his mom, like his mom on the show, like, about the funeral and stuff and like Seriously. you know yeah that was that was that was rough to watch um but anyway yeah go, go through some more of the ones that were like kind of irrelevant that i might not know a lot about just like throw uh, them up wherever uh all right we got uh hunter's friends from degrassi the next class we got uh this dude he was kind of like his flamboyant uh gay friend uh why did they even uh try no i'll actually you know i'll put because he's the better of the two of uh of uh hunter's friends in that class so i'll put him in deserve better because they only gave him like one storyline where he gets in like he hooks up with tristan and then that's it and then his other friend baz here why did they even try like they just 
they, they gave up on Indian characters after the Bandaris, basically. Uh, Siad, Saad, uh, at first he's like Maya's uh, friend who takes photographs of her, like taking photos of her acting like she's dead with like bleeding and then in hospital beds in season one. Yeah. Yeah, because basically Maya is is mentally messed up after there's a Degrassi uh, school bus crash. Like her, mm. her and Tristan are most affected by it. Tristan goes into a coma and she's just mentally like not there anymore. And she starts thinking about death a lot and starts watching like death videos. And he's a photographer that likes unique artsy uh, pictures. So it's like simulated death where she's like, She's at the like the back door of Degrassi and she's got blood all over her. She's acting like she's dead. He takes pictures of her in like a hospital bed. And he's actually the one that opens the back door of Degrassi so she can get up to the roof to OD on pills in season three. There's a does, lot. Do, does she OD? Like, does she? No, she comes close, but uh, it's Zig and his girlfriend at the time, Esme, uh, that find her and they take her to the hospital and she's all right. And then in season two, they kind of all are like, Zig's not messing with him. Tiny's not messing with him. They kind of try to like bully him. He gets a job at Lola's uh, family restaurant. And um, at the time, Shay is looking to go to like this, get this enhancement uh, stuff for her track track career. And she steals tips from Lola's restaurant and she thinks it's side. And he like becomes the outcast and he starts like looking at like rebels type of stuff because there's like different like terrorist acts that's going on. And they think because he's outside the country, he's a part of it. And there's like a bomb threat. What? Yeah. Okay. And there's a bomb threat at the prom at the end of the year. And it's because Esme is jealous because Zig decides to go to prom with Maya. But no one knows that. And Lola gets Yael, one of other Hunter's friends, to kind of wipe Sid's uh, computer clean because he didn't realize what he was, like, looking up with, like, the terrorist-type conversations online. Like, he, he didn't want to tell anybody because he knew people would think that. And she cleans off his phone, but she also takes a picture. So when there's the bomb threat at the school, no one thinks it's Esme, and she goes to the cops and shows them the pictures, and he gets arrested. So he's not messing with anyone at the end of season four until they eventually find out it was Esme, and they all apologize, and he kisses Lola. So they give him a nice closing of the next class, but... He was, he was a character they gave a lot to in that last season, but he definitely deserved better because they <laughs> completely were, like, racist to him. <laughs> dude, that was, dude, that just sounded crazy, everything you just said. Wow. There was a lot. There was a lot to that. Um, Yeah, I'll have to see that for myself eventually. I'm telling <laughs> you, there's some, there's some good bits of this whole uh, Degrassi, the next class. Uh, Cody uh, is a person. She's a good character. She probably just deserves better because she didn't get much storyline. Uh, Rasha, ooh, Rasha is a good character, but also I feel like she deserved better because she was kind of just there to be Zoe's like uh, first official lesbian girlfriend. Uh, Yael, another one. She's the first um, basically gender fluid character in Degrassi history where she's referred to as they and them. Uh, but she goes through a whole metamorphosis in that season four. Um, but like Hunter just treats her like trash. So it's not even the writing really. I feel like they could have done more with her in season or the earlier seasons before season four. But the way Hunter treated her, that's why she deserved better. Um, 
And then where's Hunter? Hunter, I'm going to put in Toxic because he's a pretty toxic character from like season one of Degrassi is the next class. They kind of make him the villain because he um, basically uh, is in this game. He starts a, like a gaming club. There he goes. Uh, he starts like a gaming club uh, where he's like the head of gaming club. But this gaming club like does like it has like visuals of like um like men with weapons kind of killing women so the feminist oh. club the feminist club doesn't like it and they have to like they try to tell him to like play another game but he gets so offended by it and maya's a part of this feminist club he starts cyberbullying uh maya and basically calls like a fake swat a uh, squat a uh, swat team to her house like and that's like a federal charge oh yeah and, swatting i know yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, he, like, does, like, a swatting to her. Um, They eventually find out, and he's taken out of school, and then he makes, like, a death list because he's, like, so upset, and he brings a gun to school. Thankfully, uh, Miles gets on the phone, his brother, Miles Hollowsworth, and convinces him not to do that. At the beginning of season two, he's going through mental issues, so they institute him into a facility. He gets out in season three, and he starts developing being the relationship with Yael, but when Yael wants to re- be gender fluid, he doesn't know how to deal with it. He breaks up with her and doesn't accept her. And they never clearly like gave him an arc where he finally does accept it. That's how they ended it in next class. So he's toxic. <laughs> you said he was he's Miles' brother, also. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I know who Miles is, but yeah, Miles- that guy sounds toxic AF. <laughs> Hunter Hunter is definitely toxic AF in uh, Degrassi, the next class. Esme is another uh, type co- toxic character, but she has a lot more depth because uh, basically they tell the story. She first gets with um, Miles, and he's she's kind of used as his like distraction from the whole Tristan drama. But when she gets with Zig, they kind of reveal kind of her backstory that she found her mom. Uh, ODing and that's like been a, like a mental thing for her ever since and they have a really strong relationship in like season 2, season 3 Zig and Esme but and then season 4 they get into like this three way uh, love thing with Frankie Hollingsworth uh, Miles' sister but Esme's whole character really changes at the end of season 3 because like I said she and Zig find Maya on top of the roof ODing and that brings her back to finding her mother and she's just completely screwed up in season four like she only gets with uh brings uh frankie into the race relationship where they become a thruple because she wants to keep zig but zig is always going to be for maya so when he eventually decides to not deal with esme's craziness she uh calls in the bomb threat she also uh buys like a motorcycle at the end she's like completely losing it at the end of the season to the point where they kind of have to like get her help and tell like the school counselor to like she needs like mental help but she deserved better because she has a very layered and interesting character but those first two seasons of next class don't really focus on it gotcha yeah i'm not gonna know anything about any of these next class kids so (laughs) so that's where i'm trying my best to give you a small (laughs) synopsis without going too much into it frankie Solinsworth, um uh she's kind of toxic as well these are twins they're considered twins frankie and uh and hunter but she's very needy um 
yeah, I want to I want to put her in toxic. Yeah, I'm just gonna put her in toxic uh, for now. Maybe we could change it after uh, he after you see uh, next class. But now we could talk about a character you do know. Let's tell them the highlights of Spinner Mason. So automatically goat status. Yeah, he's definitely goat status. He was on the show like longer than like pretty much anyone on like a consistent basis. Uh, he went from like kind of like the overweight bully kid who like his the reason his name is Spinner is because when he when he doesn't take his Adderall, he uh, or I guess it's like ADD or whatever he's got. He it, it makes him uh, a, 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 like a little crazy. Like that's why they call him yeah. a Spinner. When he doesn't take his medicine that one episode and he moons the whole school, um, like that kind of stuff. Uh, he had his relationship with Paige was like one of the the best relationships towards the beginning of the series. Um, I mean, there's a lot of development. The only downside to him really was his involvement in Jimmy getting shot. But then, like, you know, he does he does do everything he can to make that right. And he didn't want anything to do with that to begin with. He just got kind of caught up in it. Um, I mean, all, all the different hairstyles, uh, you know, like he just like constantly you, you know Spinner by like what hairstyle he had in the series yeah. in the, in each season. Like he had the uh, the fade first, then season two, he like grows out his hair a little bit more. Season three, he has the blonde hair. Season four, he has the wild all over the place hair. And then he has the side bang. <sighs> uh season season five he goes back to kind of like more of like the normal look season six he gets shorter here season seven he has cancer so he goes bald like <laughs> yeah he goes mohawk first and then he yes. and then he shaves it um because he gets in some fights yeah he goes through testicular cancer he gets shot um at the dot like during a uh uh the dude's like stick up yeah yeah it's like a stick up and it's him and holly J in there and yeah, I mean, it's there's we'd be here for we could talk about Spinner for an entire hour and just like all the character progression he had. Um, but then he also sticks around later because like he's a part of the Studs, he's uh, above the dot, uh, the dot manager, all that stuff. Marries Emma eventually. Um, I think he's the best character in Degrassi history. Like that, that he'd wow. be my he'd be my rank for like the the best overall character. I know I think- yours is Manny um yeah but yeah but i i I can't argue with you too much i mean that might be next week's episode uh yaki yaka let us know if y'all want to see me and jensen debate Spinner versus (laughs) danny for the goat we won't do the ranking here but i put them one and two because yeah it's it's a very close one so if y'all want us to do who is the true degrassi goat debate next week between Manny and Spinner, we'll do that then. But I do agree he is in that goat status. Sports and things also uh, with two great comments saying uh, Esme is toxic with a reason. That's why she's up in deserve better. And he says last exit is a banger. So let me bring up uh, the, the writer who I say is second behind Craig as far as the best musician in, in uh, Degrassi. And I'm talking about Maya Matlin. I'm just saying, like, I don't, I know you're gonna, it might take you a while to watch like the whole next class, but go out of your way and just put up Maya Matlin music. Like, she had some bangers in the later seasons, but I'm gonna, uh, she's really kind of the goat of the latter seasons, but she has a lot of faults to her. So, unlike Emma, who gets by and gets in goat status because of her, and, although she has her faults because she is that connection 
to Degrassi High. Maya does have a connection to Degrassi, the next generation, especially when she's in next class because her sister you are familiar with. Her sister is Katie Matlin. So uh, there's kind of that that connection there. But she has Wait, a who's lot of Katie Matlin. Uh, Katie, I think she's introduced uh, later on in season 11. I'm trying to see if I see her down here. I think I, I thought I, I know I know Maya mainly from that relationship with uh the hockey with yeah 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 yes 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 <laughs> so yeah that's one of the cuter relationships and then her and Zig uh but I'll put her I'll put her in great character because I feel like the way we're going here only like season one characters are getting that goat status uh Zig is another one who I say great character because he had a lot of development he starts off as kind of like the kid that doesn't have all the money of the other kids around him like maya tori tristan uh his family owns like just a convenience store a bodega uh <laughs> he has to like uh like steal money and scrap and he's embarrassed of it that he becomes like uh he goes through this whole he's a part of the love triangle with Maya and Cam, he's the last one that talks to Cam and is kind of the triggering part that makes him commit suicide. Then he goes through the whole redemption arc where he feels like he's the reason why Cam uh, did that. And he kind of closes off things with Maya saying, I'm ready when you're ready, but take your time. Then in season 13, he's a bad boy because he felt like Maya forgot about him to get with uh, Miles. And uh, he like he starts doing like gang gang stuff with Tiny. He starts living with the Vince Bell, you know, the Vince that's a part of the storyline with Drew. That's actually yeah. Tiny's brother. And he starts living with him and selling drugs for him. Uh, yeah, interesting. Vince is the dude who eventually shoots, accidentally shoots Adam at the dance. Vince, yeah, Vince, yeah, Vince, Vince, yeah, yeah. 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 So Zig, in a lot of ways, he's like the new Sean, and and that's the best way I can describe it. They, Zig and Maya are the uh, Sean Emma 3.0 because 2.0 is Claire Edwards and Eli Eli Goldsworthy. Claire, like I, I'm sorry, this is the only no, one. She, she, no, I'm okay with her in the. I've seen enough of her to know that she's. I mean, she's the main character once the main people yes. that I grew up on left. Like she winds up being the main character, and of course, being Darcy's sister, she's she's an overlap where we saw she just started off as like the nice little Christian girl who like didn't want to see her sister get in any hot water with these pics online and stuff, and she completely transformed she, it was interesting to watch her go from like super like mega reserved to like kind of i'm not saying it's a bad thing to have morals at all but like she kind of started not like especially because like her parents wind up getting divorced who like were telling her all this stuff and she doesn't really like, trust them anymore and like, yeah. uh, like she, it, it she, becomes, she grows a lot yeah it becomes a whole arc like she first gets with like kc and she doesn't want to like get with them at first because she wants to just focus on school and being this pure girl and then after she gets with kc she kind of becomes boy obsessed like uh jenna takes kc from her and then season 10 starts and she gets she meets eli and they go through their whole on again off again with you know the whole fritz thing then she breaks up with him he crashes his hers they uh, are on the outs when season 11 starts and he starts trying to mess with her with the school play. He makes a whole school play about her. She gets with Jake, who winds up uh, becoming her stepbrother. Yeah, <laughs> like, that was weird. Yeah. yeah. 
Like, yo, there's like so much. And then like season 13, 14, she does a lot of sit that, that a lot of stuff, season 12 through 14 that just pisses me off with her where I'm like, I'm I'm like I'm the, the Emma conversation where is he does she go down to great character, but she does go through a whole lot. Like she has cancer in those last season. She yeah. um gets into Columbia but then gets pregnant. And she had slept with Eli and Andrew in weeks apart. So that becomes a whole love triangle when she doesn't know who's her baby daddy. She winds up being the baby daddy. Huh? Eli. Who, who do, it does wind up being Eli. Okay. Yeah. Because I never up, actually got that far to know that. Okay. B- because Eli gets with uh, his editor at film school at NYU. And they go on, like, the outs with each other. And then, like, a spur of the moment. She had been, like, flirting and the tension was there with Drew. But, like, they just went full. Like, they had both had feelings for each other. And they just, like, have sex at a school dance. And then Eli comes and, like, like talks to her and convinces her to get, uh, tries to get back with her. But she's, like, no, it's over. And tries to move on with Drew. And Drew feels like he's just the rebrown and turns her down. So, they they wind up giving their kid away right no 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 she loses the baby oh okay i'm sorry i didn't i just knew i because i have seen i I have like a gap there where like i i'm fuzzy on what happens but i know that they didn't have a kid so i i guess i assume that they had given it given it away i just I, i didn't i never saw them raising a kid together in any of the later episodes that i saw so that um okay well that's a bummer yeah I, I popped yeah. uh, Eli up here because he's a great character. He's kind of he's kind of like Craig Craig 2.0 in a way because he's like instead of his art being music, his art is like writing and movies, and he also is bipolar. So he goes through a lot of character development from season ten through through fourteen, but the majority of it is his whole relationship with uh Claire here. Yeah. I, I I liked Eli as a character. I, I like how he uh like his parents were like the the radio uh personalities and stuff yeah. and, and he's he's a hoarder. Like I kind of am too not to that degree of like what he does on the show, but like he doesn't want Claire to like see his bedroom and like she thinks like something weird's going on and it turns out he like he saves everything but the reason is because his girlfriend died and like he a car accident yeah, yeah and that's and that's why he drives the hearse and uh why he he feels like when he throws things away that like he's like losing pieces of himself and stuff and uh yeah i thought i thought he was a good character the stuff with fitz he went too far though because like there was yes. multiple times where him and fitz could have squashed that and in eli was the one who just kept pushing and pushing and pushing until fitz basically punked him out and pretended like he was going to stab him and eli honestly kind of deserved to get punked out like that at that point he had like poisoned the guy's drink and gotten him arrested with a fake id fitz deserved it at the beginning don't get me wrong like he deserved some revenge but there were multiple times that you could tell fitz was like all right man i'm done with this like you've apologized like we're just gonna move on and then eli would just do something else to keep pushing it um but any, but I do agree. I think I think Eli was a great character. He, I think Eli and Claire, are the, the the two, and I guess Drew was a, a big one too that we'll get to. But like, uh, the when I think of the newer seasons, after I kind of got out of it, Eli and uh, Claire are the two people I think of first. Yeah, so. uh, I think Drew would be in like 
great character. I kind of want to go goat because he becomes like the the focal point from season ten onward where like he starts off he's kind of like an antagonist to rally on the football team because they both are quarterbacks and he's younger and wants his spot and he he threatens to blackmail him and tell that he's gay to the rest of the team if he doesn't so they prank him and eventually riley has to admit that it was him so he's suspended then he goes through everything with uh Ali, the the whole uh will they, won't they? They eventually get into a relationship and he cheats on her by getting head in the base in the <laughs> the basement from uh from Bianca, who's kind Bianca, of like yeah. his main love interest that he gets with in season 10. Then they get into whole drama in season eleven because of the gang and she kills someone after the guy like beats up, beats the heck out of Drew. Uh, and then they are basically uh, held captive by Vince. Uh, they go through the whole thing where Vince is kind of just with uh, Bianca and holding her ransom. So he does it. Oh, excuse me. I, I don't know what right. happened. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, whenever you get that pulled up, I'll pull it back on the screen. Yeah, like, <coughs> connection there talking about Drew. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then uh, he gets with uh, Katie Matlin after like the whole he gets jumped by the gang and he learns how to fight and and Katie like helps him out of that thing. Then there's a whole love triangle between Katie and Bianca and him. And eventually he chooses Katie and let me share this actually. Uh, there it is. Whatever. There you go. There you go. So yeah. So yeah. Drew is like really the focal point, and then after he breaks up, uh, he eventually parts ways because that whole thing with Bianca is like so much to go there, and we kind of talked about it last week. But uh, after that, he gets into the whole love triangle with Claire and Eli, and they have a very good relationship. A lot of people like Drew and Claire more than Eli and Claire because Eli and Claire, like sports and things, says is very toxic, while Drew and Claire were kind of – they balanced each other very well. But I would say a lot of his more crummier stuff from the early seasons, as well as getting with Becky, who was his brother, Adam, who dies, uh, girlfriend, that's what gets him into great characters and not Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I've seen about half of what Drew does on the show. So, um, because, like, he also becomes, like, a politician or something, or, like, an assistant to a politician or something. Yeah, yeah, Miles' dad. Uh, That's right. And we've mentioned Miles a lot because he's connected to a lot of these characters. Um, Miles, I'm going to say you're all right, but yeah. Um, because Miles is a... No, actually, Miles is... I'm going to say great character because they gave him a lot of development in the next class. He's kind of introduced, you know, as this rich boy and in, in his relationship with Maya. Then there's a whole love triangle with Maya, Zig, and him. Then uh, he he we find out that he's bisexual and he gets with Tristan. And then they have this whole on-again, off-again relationship. And he's really there for Tristan when Tristan goes into a coma after the school bus crash. But then eventually cheats on Tristan with Lola. He writes a play. He's a great writer. Uh, so yeah, there's a lot of character development in next class. So I would say great character for him, but what have you seen that, you know, of, uh, miles here? Uh, not enough that I could go that far. I don't know. 
I mean, I've seen a little bit of it. I've seen I've seen a little bit of him, which I saw actually him and Tristan like starting to get together. Like they like realize like they're like they're friends, but like they start kind of like testing the waters of like going farther than that. I saw um like I saw his uh it was his house where uh Zoe gets raped. Yes, yeah, in that. But the, but he also like because doesn't he like carries her off to the room, right? So people yeah. initially think that he was involved. Him and the the uh little the kid with the glasses. Um, but they obviously didn't have anything to do with it. They were trying to protect her, but like um didn't do yeah, a good because, enough job. Because so. Zoe guys like takes off her dress and she's in her bikini and she comes on to Miles, but Chewy, his best friend, takes a picture and makes him stop before he kisses her, but he's in a relationship with Maya, so he then is a part of the whole trial, and he has to testify and say, oh, well, they, they actually get Chewy to testify, and he's the one that admits all of that, and that's eventually the final breakup of Maya and Miles, but he's a great character. We got Alex Queen of the Ring in the live chat saying, glad to see Ashley in that toxic panel where she belongs. She also says peter better be next so let's talk about the guy who becomes the uh goat of just causing drama and shit uh peter do we do we put do we just throw peter in toxic af uh, yeah I mean, so the thing with him it's interesting because it's almost like the j situation where like he's either toxic af or you're you're all right but yeah because he definitely didn't deserve better because he was like heavily featured on the show. And he definitely isn't a, why did they even try? Cause once again, he's heavily featured on the show. Yeah. I guess my question would be, <clears throat> this is for you to answer SP three. Is he more toxic than Jay? Cause I feel like Jay was like pretty damn toxic. They were, they were toxic for different reasons though. J J Peter did have kind of like an arc, but he did stay fairly toxic even through like, winds up doing like the meth and like i mean obviously he, he comes onto the show as like taking the pictures of manny and then sharing them and and he's also the one that like gets darcy to do only fans pretty much you know honestly he probably he probably does he probably does lean towards toxic he does have some like redeeming qualities later on but like i don't like know if it's enough to get him out of toxic helps uh, Emma through her like eating disorder, but then he immediately makes you forget that when he plants drugs on Sean. Uh, yeah, he did that too. <laughs> yeah, throw him in toxic. There, yeah, the, the the like one or two redeemable things he does doesn't make up for all the levels of toxic that he he, he does. Yeah, I I agree with that. You gotta put you gotta put him in toxic. Yeah, like he he is he is he honestly they might, we might. I, I was saying, like, we at the top of Toxic, we have a three headed monster of of uh abusive killer, uh, <laughs> Ashley Curran, uh, the definition trashily, and then we got the rapist, and then we got we got child pornography distributor, Peter Peter Stone. Uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 there's there's not enough redemption, uh, and like Queen, like Alex says in the chat, like there was that, yeah, we didn't mention that that he does convince Spinner not to burn the school down, uh, Jay, and then also, um, we were saying Alex pre got in here that the reason that Jay bumps from toxic up to you're all right is once again because you can't put him in deserve better, or why did they even try because like he was so featured, but if if this list cut off 
before his baby face turn because he does have a turn and he gets with Manny and like he does become a good dude like by the end of the show. But if that stuff didn't happen, he would have definitely been in Toxic AF. But he has enough of a redemption in the last few seasons that he but he but he definitely can't get into like the goat or or great category yeah. because of all the toxic stuff. So now um, I'm gonna real quick go on a rant here and go through some of these black characters. <laughs> real quick so, just throw them like all in the why do they even try and why did they even try just can't tell literally the only she was just a sidekick for holly J and yep. and she was Anya. there for a long time too she and was, just didn't do anything yo she started off as a a junior high she was in she was in season yeah. four and they That's never wild. gave her a story except for eventually in her last season she gets with danny like oh my god yeah and she like she like gets their uh like their their clubs back or whatever right after like spin after a snake like has to change the school after the fits thing yep. but yeah all i remember her as to be honest is pretty much uh the unofficial uh vlogger of the school when declan and fiona show up because it was like a really cringe conversation yeah. um damien uh, man i want to put him in toxic dude he 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 <laughs> I mean, it's hard to get past the whole him base. I mean, he was he was a woman a womanizer, right? Oh, womanizer, I mean, like yeah. he was this dude who was like very intelligent and like one of like the the leaders of the class when it came to like the the um, student council and that kind of stuff. But he almost like used his smarts to like screw over all these girls. Yeah. So yeah, just, I'd say he's he, probably toxic, man. And, and he was also like. Not that he couldn't stand up for his friends, but like it's hard to stand up for like it's like you're he had nothing to do with this the with JT getting stabbed, but he also needed to understand where these other people were coming from at the school, being like, We don't want y'all here because like one of y'all stabbed our friend and killed him. So like, I don't know. Yeah, I once again Damien had nothing to do with that, but he was the one that was like representing Lakehurst when they were like putting the schools together so absolutely uh great points all around there uh, oh Dan- wow carlos says damien was in nine episodes and got with emma manny and liberty <laughs> now on one hand i'd say that's goat but on the other <laughs> on the other like it's toxic it's very toxic it's very toxic that, that might be the record nine episodes yeah. and you got with three of the main characters like the two goats and a great character right there you got with that that is impressive but still <laughs> toxic uh danny van zandt deserved better like yeah he was there for a while and they never really gave him a story. Like his stories are all a part of other people's stories. And then when they finally gave him a storyline of like, he made his friendship with Derek. They like did that one episode where Derek tries to plant the bra on him and he gets racially profiled. They did That's the right, love yeah. triangle with Chantel and Layla, but never really focused on him outside of that. I thought it was funny too, because he was in the studs under a mask. And I remember when that band starts, Derek is like the biggest studs fan. Like if you go back and watch that episode, the whole time he's like, yeah, the studs kick ass. Like I love the studs. And like every time the studs are playing, Derek's the one who's like standing up and like, like he's super into the studs. 
but somehow doesn't know his best friend is never around when the students are playing. Like, like his best friend like, is in the band. It's like being best friends with Spider-Man. Like hundred percent. hundred percent. Yeah. There was an episode of Doug. I remember that they did that too, where he was like the mascot of something and like people didn't know. And it's like, they eventually put two and two together. Like, wait, Doug's never around when like the mascots out there. Um, but, uh, but yeah, the only real story that Danny really had was him not being cool with JT getting his sister pregnant, Liberty, obviously. And like I they said, get in that fight, always, always, always someone else. else. Or, 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 the, or the Mia thing where he's with Mia and then Mia starts having sex with the football player. That's about the NFL Mia. player. That's about, about Mia. Mia 100%. Like, like there's nothing really devoted to him and, the, you know, giving development to his character. So he, yep. he definitely deserves uh, better um i think we got just two is that vince ones. in the second to last row i can't tell because it no 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 small. that's actually uh tiny who is vince's oh, brother. oh okay well there you He's go because I, I, I haven't seen a lot of uh i haven't seen a lot of that story so yeah so i uh, guess they don't have vince on the thing but if he was on like he'd be toxic he shoots adam yes um, absolutely but, but but tiny is actually a good dude right like i remember yeah. a little bit like he he isn't like his brother no, so. no, and he like starts off looking like he's just a part of the gang, and that's his brother, and he's a part of it. But he does, they do redeem him. Although I just think that they never really focused on him outside of like relationships because he was a smart dude. He was in smart classes. That's how he gets with Shay, which is a great relationship. But uh, I, I'll, I'm gonna say actually Shay is the only one of the first black characters that I will move up. From deserve better to you're all right, but yeah, because they make her a very smart girl. They make her an athlete. Um, she goes through this whole thing where, like I said, um, she has like a crisis of character where she has to steal money to get this supplement that her parents don't want her to get. She has the whole relationship with Tiny, where her parents are very conservative and want her to focus on school so she can't have a boyfriend. And Lola just swoops in and starts dating Tiny while while that happens, where she can't date Tiny. So there's kind of like a love triangle there. So there's a lot for her that they did in um, Degrassi, the next class. So I will move her up from uh, you deserve better to you're all right, but yeah, because she does have a uh, crisis of character and they don't really focus on her uh, enough in the earlier seasons of Next Class and stuff. So she only, and the only storyline she had in Next Generation is when she is flirting with uh, Mike Dallas, who is right here. Uh, Mike <laughs> Dallas is the first black character that I will go all the way to great character because in like three well seasons... jimmy too let's not forget jimmy oh yeah 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 like yeah. jimmy's there and liberty uh, yes. as well but yes but um but yes from, like, i'm the, talking the about, I'm talking about yeah yeah the yeah, newer yeah. the newer characters because <laughs> those are like the established uh characters but like from the newer seasons i would say mike dallas is the first one african-american I, character i i can say for him because i haven't seen a lot but the little bit i have seen Captain of the hockey team, super loyal guy, loyal to a fault sometimes, but will not double down if he realizes he was wrong. Like he'll, like I remember him defending some people that didn't deserve it, but then like getting all the facts and then like doing the right thing. Um, yeah, Joel's like, well, how long are we doing this for? Uh, this will probably be about another, I don't know, minutes. fifteen minutes or so. I don't yeah, know. yeah. Um, <laughs> th- we're at a point right now of just rifling through. Yeah. Um, but uh. Uh, but with Dallas, like uh, the main thing I remember from him is that he helps uh, Allie confront the dude who was like hurting her. Um, 
in Dallas seemed like Dallas just seems like a stand-up guy who just seems like a good person with good morals and uh and I like that he's like the captain of the hockey team and stuff like that. So I uh um I don't know a lot about him, but the little bit I have seen, I could understand why you'd have him up in a great character. Yeah, they gave him a full redemption arc where he starts off as like the heel when he's introduced in season three, a part of the hockey team. And then they gave him the redemption arc through his relationship where Allie, where they really fully redeem him because he's the best guy that Allie was with. And then um, we have two more, uh, I would say one's Afro-Latino and then one is African-American. And they are also two uh, really good characters. Dave, he was just like the, the black JT for a while so i'm gonna put him in great character i wish they would have done more for him and i think if they would have done more he'd be known as the degrassi one of the degrassi goats but three tenors his relationship with ali is like the first good relationship that ali had but of course he ruins that by cheating on her and some of those little faults is the reason why i won't put him in goat because they don't also focus on him as well yeah i love the three tenors got a soft spot for those guys dave was good um yeah, I thought it was weird that when he uh, when he uh, tased Wesley to like get in with like like some new friends, um, but then you know he he apologizes. But uh, yeah, I haven't seen a ton of Dave. I mean, I saw a lot of Dave, but not a lot of like what I guess like the important stuff was. Yeah, Wesley, I don't know. I I, I haven't seen enough of him outside of Three Tenders to even know that did anything with him and then connor would be the other one i know you like connor a lot though. oh yeah i like i love connor like <laughs> connor connor gives me like life in those later seasons because he's kind of like connor uh comic relief and then he gets with like jenna so he kind of redeemed he kind of gets like you could see like a different side of him and you're just really happy for him because he goes through a lot in those early seasons where he's diagnosed with asperger's he's stealing underwear from girls at the school for he's his app yeah. yeah he starts stranger danger with the girl on the the old lady on the game and stuff so to finally see him get get a girl and a and a and a pretty one at that it gives you it gives it, you're like man connor be giving you the claps like i'm happy for him and stuff so connor is up there and then i think we have one final afro latino here marisol lewis who i will say has some of the best lines when she's in the series um, I'm going to go, man, I really want to go great character because she has some hilarious lines. Like, all I will say is that Jensen, go out of your way when we're done with this and just put Marisol Lewis quotes on YouTube. And they have a whole compilation of her just like uh, playing, like she does, like she's in film class and Eli's behind her and she makes a movie about lip gloss and Eli makes this RT film that the teacher doesn't like. And he's like, well, it's it's better than a, a, show, uh, a movie about lipstick. And she just turns around and says, lip gloss, emo boy. <laughs> like, she just, yo, she just Aww. curves mad people. I love her. <laughs> Yeah, I I don't know enough about her because like mo most of what I've seen from her, she's more so just like a background character. So yeah, because she does, she's not focused on enough and doesn't have her own stories. Her stories are always about really like either Katie and then her relationship with Mo. That's why I'm putting her. In, You're all right, but yeah, she got more focus. She honestly would be up there at like the top of the great character list because she has some awesome lines. Miss deserve better. Let's just throw her up here. Terry McGregor, yeah. the epitome of deserve better, uh, was a main character, 
uh, was a well-liked character, was a part of like the main friends group on the show. Uh, and then <clears throat> I don't know what season it was like. It wasn't very late into the show. She gets uh, basically knocked out by Rick and uh, goes into a coma and we never see her again. So uh, yeah, there's really not a whole lot more to say. She was a, uh, she was a model uh, during the show. Uh, her dad, I felt so bad for her dad during all that. Um, yeah, it was just really sad. Like she's, She's the she's the quintessential deserve better character on this show. The 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 queen of deserve better. Um, Ali Bandari, like I said, you know, the Bandaris was owning stuff for like seasons, like all the double digit seasons of the Grassy Next Generation. Uh, the Bandaris take over, but Ali Bandari, I feel, is Manny Santos 2.0, where, like, they introduce her in, like, season eight, where she's Sav's little sister who has to dress conservative because of their parents and always gets changed right in front of the school into, like, something more glamorous and stuff. She has the whole relationship with Johnny DeMarco, where she's going for the older guy. She has sex at the ravine. She runs away and uh, to him at uh, his school after she gets in trouble school for like cyberbullying holly j there's right. all of her relationships from like uh drew to um the the guy in france that like beats her there's the the on again off again with dave turner and then eventually her great relationship with dallas she was one of the smartest girls in the school she gets a scholarship to cambridge like she was goals ali bandari is the is in my opinion the later season goat because she doesn't have all the faults of Claire. Yeah, I, I agree with all that. Allie's she's like the most important character probably on the. Uh, I'm not putting her past Sean. Don't get that. Don't get, <laughs> no, no, don't no. I'm twisted. sorry. I was um, just trying to put her. Ahead yeah, of well, 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 uh, <laughs> I'm putting Sean then, ahead of JT, and, and then and part Hannah. of it. Uh, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I like. I like. I like this order here. Yeah. yeah, I'm. I'm actually putting. I'm putting Emma and Claire <laughs> at the bottom of goats. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. I. I mean, you can't really argue with that. Ali just super important to the show, and uh, I mean, obviously, Sav was a big part of the show too. So it was a. It was cool to see like a brother and a sister who, you know, were both heavily featured. Um, yeah, and Sav, then Sav. I would, I would put great character. What do you? Think? Yeah, I put Sav in great also. Um. He doesn't really have a whole lot of faults, to be honest. He's just kind of dorky. Yeah, um, kind of lame. His yeah. main relationship is with Anya. Anya, I'm going to say, you're all right, but yeah, there's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, she'd be she'd be closer to great character for me if she wouldn't have, like, faked her pregnancy and stuff. Like, there and was some kind of toxic stuff that she did. That You didn't see the stuff where she got on, like, coke and stuff. No, I have seen like, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. okay, so yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah she, and, winds up, she winds up, like throwing away like the sand that like her parents had given her like forever ago and she she replaces it with coke um yeah but then she doesn't she join the <coughs> join the army um yeah yeah so that's um, why she's all right but yeah, yeah. And i thought i like i like that she was a larper i thought that was kind of cool she did like the live action role playing stuff with that other teacher and stuff but uh but yeah i i i'm with you she she's she's close to a great character well here's the thing i don't know enough about some of these people in the great character list that you've put up there that like I don't in like comparison to like uh like the dude in between Eli and Mila. Like yeah. I don't know anything about that guy. So I, I don't know. It's hard for me to compare like that versus like 
uh, a character I know really well, like uh, like Anya. But yeah. I think this probably makes sense how it is. Uh, Jenna, where do you say she? Yeah. Is? So the thing with Jenna is she isn't toxic. She's just the most annoying character on the show. So like, I don't know. I don't think she even deserves better. But I don't think she's even. I don't. You're all right, but you're annoying. I would say she's you're all right, but yeah. Yeah, you gotta just put her there. Um, she's the most annoying person on the whole damn show. Her her singing and just everything just I felt bad for her with like the Casey stuff when they get pregnant and all that. Like it's not like it's not like uh it's not like uh, she's like this unredeemable character or anything like that. She actually has a really good heart for the most part. She's just ultra annoying and her scene just really annoys me. So uh, speaking of KC, I, I think KC is honestly uh, deserved better because they kind of like, they don't, uh, he doesn't graduate with the rest of the class because he has to leave when his dad gets out of jail and he, he messes up a lot because he drops in Claire for Jenna then he gets Jenna pregnant, and he's not good throughout that entire experience, even from the baby being born, because after the baby's born, he just leaves Jenna at home to take care of the baby. He's going out with his friends. Then he gets a job just to get away from her, and then he cheats on her with Marisol at the job, and that leads to them eventually breaking up and Jenna blasting him in the head with a guitar. So uh, what, do you ask, what do you say? Yeah, I I'd say deserve better too because there was there was definitely toxic aspects to him, but there was also the whole thing where the the basketball coach is like trying to molest him and stuff and like I mean yeah. there was there was some he, he went through some stuff. I'm going to well. throw his counterpart here, <clears throat> uh Derek, Derek that we talked about yeah. earlier because he has a cool character like when he questioned Liberty about giving the baby up for adoption and we find out he's adopted. And him and him and Danny had a good relationship, and then they just completely drop him, pretty much. Yeah, the the best thing about him on the entire show was his date with Emma, where he's talking about pro wrestling and eating venison, and she's a she's a you know a vegetarian and stuff, and they just have nothing in common. But yeah. she totally curves him. It was kind of messed up. Like he's just talking about how much he loves this like one wrestler that they see is like t shirt in the mall. And he's talking about comic books. He's like being himself and like talking about the stuff he actually likes. And she's like rolling her eyes at him the whole time because she thinks he's a loser. But yeah, Derek definitely deserved better. Uh, Johnny DeMarco. Um, I feel like they gave him like the Jay Hogarth booking and then never gave him the redemption art. Yeah. Yeah. He's a tough one too. Um, I almost am almost cl close to put him in. Why did they even try? But I'll say deserved better i'll say deserve better too he would have been toxic af if it wasn't for the end J just like just like jay um but not to the same level of, of no. jay it just he didn't he didn't fully redeem himself in that alley relationship he did a lot wrong it wasn't until after the relationship he did right by and him. he was taking like their like lame street fights with spinner and like putting them on youtube and stuff and, like and getting him fucked up <laughs> yeah spinner kept beating him up every time like yeah i put him in deserve better as well uh, this guy's a douche, Jonah. He's more don't even know who that is. The late seasons, and I'm just like, why did they even try? He gets with like a lot of girls, and he's just so lame and boring. Marco, I, think I saw him in like a band or something. Yeah, yeah. Mark. Yeah, Marco. Okay, this is an interesting one. He's, I'm gonna go he's gonna be up character. Yeah, he I, he's either great or goat. I mean, he's way up there. Um, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to say GOAT because, like I said last week, they never gave us the closing arc. Yeah. 
He does become a teacher, though, and stuff at the end. We never get the arc of, like, his dad being okay with him being gay, which is, like, a giant story for him. Um, your favorite, so, yeah. Your favorite, Dicklin. Declan. 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 <laughs> the, the fight, he was another one that I went out. It was a roller coaster. Like I, he was the douchiest guy on the show when he got there. And then he, I, I wound up liking him eventually. And then I wound up really not liking him because he was like trying to like buy off, um, Holly J and like when he wouldn't get his way, he'd just try to pay his way out of things. And, um, so he, it's weird. Cause he's, he's some, he's a balance between toxic and, I'd say all right, but yeah, I guess. Cause like, he's not, he's not the, I mean, I hate I him, Cause he, I hate cause him it, for his face, but yeah, you're uh, character like, he wise. doesn't just, yeah, he doesn't deserve better. And he's definitely a bigger character than a, why did they even try? But he wasn't like, I don't know. He didn't do it. And he never did anything on the show that was like completely dis- deplorable or despicable. Like he did some stuff that was lame and douchey, but like he wasn't, he wasn't on the level of the people we have in the toxic category. So yeah. his sister, uh, Fiona, I feel like they yeah, did give same. a full redemption arc to. I kind of want to go here, all right, but yeah, but she was really bad in season nine. Yeah, I, I, I can't go any higher than where she's at there. Yeah, because it's the same kind of th- she, she not once again, she didn't do anything like despicable ever, but she did a lot of stuff that was really, really, really unlikable, even to the point of like kissing her own brother just because she was so jealous that she, that he had a girlfriend she's she's just the, she's an example of someone that's just way too needy like somebody who like always needs attention no matter what like cannot not be in a relationship like just very 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 needy to the point where like Declan is even like look you gotta live your own life like I can't keep just doing everything for you and fixing all your problems for you like I have to have my own life too and uh but there was also things that made you feel bad for her too. I mean, like there was the the her getting beat by her boyfriend and the alcoholism yeah. and all this stuff. So I mean, she was she wasn't a character that I hated, but I, I there was a lot of stuff that was unlikable at her at the beginning, especially. I'll throw uh, Emogen in there, even though I really like Emogen, I feel like they never really focused on her too much. It either like when she eventually becomes like a main character, they focus on the relationship with Jack. And they give her some a lot of character development in the relationship with Fiona, where we find out her dad has like dementia. We find out she had a bad relationship with her mother that left them because she's like a workaholic. But uh, yeah, like outside of the Fiona relationship, they never really focus on her enough. So I'll put her just below great character in You're All Right. But yeah, uh, what about uh, Holly J? Let's do Holly J here. Uh, she's another one. She starts out ultra toxic. Um, yep. she's the sister of the never seen, but always talked about Heather Sinclair. Um, she winds up also getting some sort of disease towards the end. Yeah. Also, um, there's like so many of the characters on this show, but like, yeah, I mean, she was really, really unlikable, but then when she got with Declan, you started kind of feeling bad for her. And then like, she had like a crush on spinner and she was, she was really, she went from super toxic to like a good person. It just took like seasons worth of like progression to get there. So I yeah. don't know, where do you sit on her? Cause like, I don't think she's a goat character, but she's like, no. might be, you know, she's, she's, she's borderline great, but it's just like, she was so like 
it was like it was like page up to 10 what page yeah. was in season one up to like 10 especially the way she treated anya and yes. mia mia i'll just put just her better like they they had a great character i just don't think nina is capable of playing that character i think they, they, it was just bad casting where they had a great character they just didn't have the actress to deliver the character yeah, and she also, like, her main stuff was, like, I mean, the main reason she was on the show was to have a character that was raising a kid. Um, yeah. Like, and her relationship with the guy who was, uh, uh, I don't can't remember his name. Uh, her baby uh, daddy, Jane's yeah. Jane's brother. Yeah. Um, yeah, that really, really didn't wind up going anywhere, really. And uh, speaking of Jane, real quick, I want to put her next to Carrie, Terry McGregor because they are spiritual <laughs> sisters and deserve better deserve because better. they completely yeah. ruined Jane in season nine with the Declan cheating on Spinner with Declan. Uh, Darcy, what about Darcy? Yes. This is an interesting one. Yeah, I don't, she's another one where like she was. For my liking, a little too goody goody right at the beginning, but then she yeah. kind of I don't know, I didn't like the friendship club because they were actually like secret, like douchebags. Like, they were it was like they were using that club to like almost seem like they were good people, but in reality, like they hated anybody who wasn't exactly like them. Um, that kind of stuff bugs me. Uh, I don't know, she helped Spinner a lot. Because Spinner, like, couldn't... You know, all his friends ditched him and stuff, so... I'm gonna go, oh, you're alright, but yeah. Because she, like, for everything good you could say about her, there's a lot of bad. But it, I feel like season seven, she's, like, the star of it. Like, getting, yeah. like, a uh, date... You know, the date rage yeah. is drugged, and then she goes through a whole, like, mental issue because of it nearly commits suicide and her acting was tremendous there so i'm gonna say when she, right. almost, when she almost got snake fired because she accused him of doing stuff to her and it, she was lying about it yeah um, and carlos uh telling us that uh mia's uh baby daddy lucas. is lucas yes lucas. good call yeah uh that guy was pretty irrelevant no, um, yeah he's not even worth uh being there uh owen is the one that tries to give ali 50 dollars to give him a head in the basement toxic He's also yeah. the one that, yeah, Ali, that uh, Anya starts doing drugs with, even though he's against it. Yeah, he's a lot of, they did, they never really, really redeemed him. Uh, they, he's the one, right, where he's talking to, uh, I think he's talking to Anya at like the dot or something. And he's like, any girl would be lucky to get with me. So she like turns to a table of girls and she's like, hey, ladies, um, this guy right here is saying that any, any of y'all would be lucky. And they're all like, weirdo like they like don't like him at all um yeah that guy's a loser toby um this is interesting <laughs> yeah. he does take advantage of a lot of different people he does get attention i'm gonna say you're all right but yeah yeah i like i said last week toby isaac's praise on the week uh he's a guy who waits till you're, you're at your most vulnerable to make a move um <clears throat> well an, an often forgotten story though Remember when Holly J actually gets a crush on him and then he turns her yeah. down? What that a was dumb badass. No, that was pretty badass though. though. Yeah, yeah, he wasn't like, he wasn't with it. That was the first time like I was like, "Damn, Toby, all right, like stand up for yourself over here." Um because she she was getting close with him and then she was like telling her friends that she he was like groping her and being weird around her when in reality, she was the one 
putting him yeah, in those true. situations and just didn't want people to know that she liked him. So yeah, um, yeah, I'd say where did where do we have him at? I like uh, you, but yeah, you're yeah. right, but yeah. Winds uh, up being like a like a battle bots uh, host or something as an adult. So good for weird, him. What a weird stuff. Uh, <sighs> the the shortest character arc, but one of the best in Degrassi history. We got Cam Saunders, and I'm gonna go all the way to great character because his acting of like we see the mental breakdown of someone that has to go to suicide. And I know you've seen this whole angle. And he yeah. Yeah, I know it was a good. What's what, what's his name again? Cam Saunders, Campbell Saunders. Is it Cam Campbell. That's right. That's why it sounded strange. Campbell. That's right. Um, yeah, he just wasn't on there very long. But like the when when he was, it was it was a really good story. It was sad that he uh, that he committed suicide. Absolutely great character. Arthur. And he was like the best hockey player in the school, was like a freshman yes. or whatever. Too. Yeah, everybody said he was going to go to the NHL. Like all the other players weren't good as good as him. Uh, Jake is another one I'm going to throw in deserve better because he was like a focal point when he first comes and he's in the relationship with Claire. And then after that relationship goes through, they never really focus on him, but he does smoke weed and film. And I'm going to say he deserves better because he's, he had, he had a lot of funny traits to him, which, uh, we got to talk about, uh, well, Katie is kind of connected to Jake. They go out after the whole Claire thing. I'll go. We're like you. We, oh, you're all right, but yeah, with Katie because she has a lot that she goes through. She has the whole knee where she tries to do drugs to kind of numb the pain, and she has like a whole drug problem. But at first, she's like uh, the the school president, and she's the head of the newspaper. Like they gave her a lot of things, and then she just slowly but surely kind of does like a breakdown, and then tries to uh, uh, place the tape of uh, Drew. Uh, after he slept with her and he loses his virginity and he's still going out with Bianca and there's a whole love triangle there. So she's all right, but she does a lot of grimy uh, stuff as well. And Adam, man, Adam should be in great character, but my God, why do they have to take him out? I'm going to put Adam at deserve better, but I don't know what you've seen of Adam. Do you think he deserves to be in that great character? Uh, I gotta go deserve better too. It was a great character from the from the perspective of having a transgendered character on a show like this, especially when they did it. Um, I think it's an important character for this show, but they also did him dirty like over and over and over again. It was like you always just felt super bad for Adam. Um, Adam was like this good person and just. Uh, I mean, winds up dying from texting and driving, basically. Um, yeah, just, yeah, de definitely deserved better. And it, the whole character was him, like, not finding girls to that accept him for who he is. And then he had Becky as an ex that he was trying to get with and hooks up with Imogen. So they finally gave him, like, what he wanted, and then they just kill him off. Well, because uh, it's Degrassi and they, you know... Uh, you know, they're everyone's just gonna cheat on everyone. Doesn't matter how good of a person you are, they all just wind up hooking up with each other. Maggie uh, took a shower and came back and we're still here. Yeah, we'll be here for a couple more minutes, Maggie. Thanks for uh dropping in. Uh Becky, I'm gonna put you're all right, but yeah, only the, the but yeah is why did you get with Drew after Adam uh passed away? So 
Yeah, the the one thing about her that I really know is that she she did the right thing by telling everyone that her her brother was the one who uh who committed that rape. So yeah. like um that was a good thing that cuz you know, even though it was her brother and it was a hard thing to do, she did the right thing. So Absolutely. Uh Mo, they don't do enough with him. They only do the stuff with him and uh and Marisol really he deserved better because he was a very funny guy he even becomes a comedian in next class so, <laughs> so yeah I, I literally have seen maybe like five seconds of him on screen on screen I, I know like nothing about that guy that's why I'm running through these <laughs> real quick uh Grace is another one where they do give her a lot of uh character depth but they never really focus on her until like the latter seasons of uh next class uh let's do Ellie is the final OG that we got here. Where do you think Ellie plays? She's, I think she's, she's probably a, a questionable either goat or great. I mean, she's way up there. I think like I she was, you know, her story about her cutting and her being like kind of the original, like goth character of the show. Um, she just kept getting done dirty by Craig, by Greg, by Craig over and over and over again. That was the one downside to her, to be honest, was that, she just wouldn't just see the writing on the wall and just stop messing around with that guy. Like it was clear that he was, he was stringing her along for, for the whole time. But I, uh, I, yeah, I like her a lot. I, I think she was a good character. Her and Marco are really good friends. Um, you know, her and Ashley are friends during kind of the goth phase and stuff. And, and even after that, I guess they stay friends too. I don't So yeah, she's up there. Her and Jimmy, I thought that was cool with her helping him like with, basically learning how to prioritize art over sports. Cause like he liked art better and he was like finally discovering that and stuff. So Ellie was a great character. Absolutely. We got Bianca uh, Del Sousa. Um, she's kind of like uh, Alex 2.0, except she doesn't go full lesbian. Uh, she has the on again, off again relationship with Drew. Um, I think if they focused more on her and her story, I'd have put her up in great characters but you're all right but yeah she does make uh she does uh is the one that drew cheats with uh to ally and she has a lot of like beef and fights with ally then she is kind of like the mistress in the relationship of drew and katie so they they always wanted to go to drew and bianca but because of that that's kind of like the faults against her uh, aside from them only really focusing on her when it's about drew and bianca and and she takes over Allie's dance troupe immediately. I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> because she's a much better dancer. <laughs> yes. Uh Chewy, he's probably probably the best of the nerd characters uh that they do in Degrassi. I'm not I think he's like he would place up there with like Toby as far as like nerd characters where they don't really focus on him but there's nothing really wrong with him the, but yeah is that they don't really focus on him he's just god bless you he's just a sidekick yes. for Miles and then they do a little bit with his relationship with Frankie a little bit with his relationship with Zoe but he's always a great friend I just think that he's not a great character yeah I've uh I've only seen his involvement with uh that whole story about the rape at the party and stuff yeah. like, cause he was, he wasn't involved in that, but he was like around when it happened kind of thing. And he was filming a lot of stuff during the party. That's all I've really seen of him. Riley deserve better. Or yeah. May, I don't know if I can go any higher than that. I don't know. I liked Riley. 
there was there was like the toxic aspect of him like wanting to fight everybody over kind of like his own kind of insecurities but i also felt really bad because like he kept trying to tell his mom he was gay and like his mom just like wasn't having it um i remember there was that one episode he literally takes like all these like magazines with like uh like like hunk magazines or whatever and like puts them all over his room specifically so that his mom will come in and like see them and rearrange yeah. his room and like have to accept that like he's into this and even then she just totally no sells it um he had the anger problems you know there's a lot of layers to riley um i thought he kind of did zane dirty a, a handful yeah. of times but like at the end of the day at the end of the day, Riley was a good dude who was just like really confused and just didn't know how to, he didn't know how to handle being a homosexual knowing that he was going to get made fun of for it. And that was, that was the balance he was trying to, there was also like, he got in a fight with like the, the lifeguard that one time who was the, the gay lifeguard who like he had a crush on that. Like yeah. even then they like, they were fighting each other because the more like, you bring stuff up. I got to move them up to you're all right. But yeah. Like I, I yeah. feel like they could have done more, but I wouldn't say he deserved better because he did have a lot of development and he had a very interesting. Yeah, character. yeah. He overall he was a good dude. He just like didn't know how to how to handle what he was going through for most of the show. So I know these three characters you know very little about. So Lola is like the star of Next Class. Like, yeah, yo, I have no idea who this is. <laughs> like, yo, she, yo, she comes in like clutch. She's boy, she's a girlfriend with uh Tiny, and uh basically they're on the outs because she uses like this Tinder app to get boys to buy her pizza, and Tiny's not feeling that when somebody like comes and brings the pizza for her, like. Like she makes up with Tiny then, and then the guy comes with the pizza, and he gets in a fight. And then Tiny, because the kid's not from the school, he's the only one that gets suspended, but he was just defending himself and his girl, and they feel like it's because of, you know, Tiny's black. So she does, like, a whole uh, protest. She's the one in, like, charge and starts the whole protest, the free Tiny. She's a great friend to Shay and Frankie, besides her trying to swoop in on Tiny. That's her only fault. But I would say she's not one of the goats, but she's a great character. And then Tristan, um, I feel like they ne- they don't give him an- enough of a great payoff. I feel if they continued, he would have been like the main character of uh, Next Class. But um, he's kind of grimy to Miles in like season one of Next Class. So I kind of want to say you're all right, but yeah. And then the same with Zoe, where she's kind of like, Paige in season one meets Holly in season six turned up to 10 when she's first introduced and then they give her the redemption arc so you're all right but yeah and that does it that is the that is the tier ranking here so Jensen uh any any comments on our tier ranking here I think it's pretty fair. Like I said, the, all the next class stuff or the the next or new class. I, that's just I gotta I gotta roll with your judgment on that because like the chick with the blue hair just then, like I I don't know. I don't know how she compares to like a Liberty or a Jimmy. You know what I mean? Those are pretty goat, almost goat characters. So I don't know. Um, but uh, but I think we did a good job with the goat category. Like those are those are the best characters on the show. The people that we have at the top there, as far as like the storylines they were given, the character developments, how much the fan base, you know, loved these characters and stuff and what they meant to the show. And then there's a couple that are real close, like 
pretty much the the first like five or so on that great characters like depending on the right conversation they could be nudged into the goat category like there's there's a few there that it's it's so close out so. of these who do you think should be the top of the great character i'm kind of leaning towards craig uh yeah, I could go. I could honestly go with any any of those people from season one, except for Paige, because she was probably the most toxic of them. Um, but yeah, Craig, Craig, I could definitely go with there. Craig, Liberty, Jimmy, any of them, Marco. Yeah, they're all. Those are all. Uh, those are all great characters. Who do you think deserves to be at the top of your right? But yeah. Um. Honestly, probably one of the two we have right there, Jay or uh, or Alex. I mean, Alex probably. Probably Alex. We we got you deserve better. Yeah, it has uh, to be Terry. It has to be Terry. Uh, why did they even try? Who deserves to be at the top of why did they even try? I mean, they're, they are all make sense why all these people are where they're at. Um, I mean, you could really take any, you could really pick any of them. I think it's funny we have Angie there, though. Yeah, I like Yeah, because like there really was literally no point, and then they changed her into a completely different character. So it was just, it was just pointless. The, the, the little the and then little toxic thing. af like we we nailed yeah. uh the, the top of that that has to be rick and it's just funny seeing ashley and there all these people that are like the worst human beings. actual crime it's actually <laughs> current ladies and gentlemen this is yeah. this is perfect this was uh, this went exactly how i thought it would but that brings us to a close this will definitely be the longest episode we do on fightful overbook but we went in depth about most of these characters and even the ones we gave just short sentences about you learned a lot about the entire spectrum of different uh students from degrassi community school yes and if you can screenshot this again we'll uh i don't know if we did that for the couples one i remember you doing that last time we did this tier yeah. list but let's let's get those on twitter too let's get a picture of this and uh We'll put this up there for all the Degrassi fans that might have missed the show. They can see our rankings here with all these pictures. Uh, this one included a lot more of the characters that um, like just weren't on the last list for some reason. Like Spinner, for instance. I, I can't believe he wasn't on the last one we did. It didn't make any yeah, sense. But uh, but yeah, I I, uh, I I like I like how this looks. And then just a reminder to everybody, starting next week, we'll probably do about an hour or so here uh, of just talking about certain episodes or certain stories or characters or whatever. And then on both of our Twitch, on both of our Twitch channels, we'll, uh, we'll jump on right after this show and we'll watch an episode or two with y'all. Cause we can actually display the show if we're watching it on Twitch. So exactly. So that'll and be next, the, the format going forward next week. You can tune in because we're going to have the great Degrassi goat debate and Jensen representing spinner and me representing Manny. So we you got that, that to look forward to as an extension of what we did today. Well, an hour conversation of us debating the the fact storylines and character development of both of those, the two top names that we got in the GOATs, and we're gonna decide the number one Degrassi GOAT next week. Yes. SP3, tell people where to find you. We'll get out of here. You can find me on the Twitter machine, True Heel SP3. I'll be up on Sports Keto Wrestling YouTube channel tonight after SmackDown and Rampage for Smack Talk with Dutch Mantel and Rick Uccino. Speaking of Rick, he'll be our special guest on True Hill Heat 162, True Hill Heat YouTube channel. Go over and subscribe there tomorrow, 11.05 a.m. Eastern Time. Me and Rick will be a special Valentine's Day themed trivia battle. 
So check out True Hill Heat 162. Hell yeah. Y'all can find me on Twitter at Fight Talk underscore. If you want to use code Fight Talk, all is one word, no spaces on <clears throat> independentwrestling.tv or iwtv.live. Uh, tonight, there is AIW and West Coast Pro on IWTV. So two awesome indie shows tonight. Um, and y'all can use my code and it helps me out when you do that, when you sign up for the platform. Uh, tomorrow, we got Fightful Fight Night. It's UFC 271. We got um, Derek Lewis versus Tai Chiavasa in the co-main. And then the main event is Israel Asanya, Robert Whitaker, their rematch for the middleweight championship. It'll be myself, Rob Wilkins, your boy Romeo from True Hill Heat, nice. and uh, Sean Ross Sapp is usually there as well. So we'll be hanging out, watching the fights tomorrow. That's a UFC Fightful Fight Night, and that's on the main channel, youtube.com slash Fightful. I got the Fightful Weekender uh, on Sunday. That's every Sunday, FightfulSelect.com, talking mainly the world of independent wrestling. And if you missed it yesterday, myself and Jeremy Lambert did the spotlight. That's every Thursday on the main channel for Fightful. And that is uh, available right now if you want to watch it. We talked a whole bunch of stuff uh, like the Jay White and Keith Lee debuts in AEW. We talked Dolph Ziggler in NXT. We talked Nick Gage getting a GCW contract. We talked a whole bunch of stuff. Um, so yeah, y'all can check that out. It's available right now to watch youtube.com slash fightful. That is the spotlight every Thursday with myself and Jeremy Lambert. So that's everything I've got right here on fightful overbooked. You got later today at 3 PM coexisting with Rob and Maggie shout outs to Maggie being in the live chat. Shout outs to queen of the ring being in the live chat, Joel, Carlos Hernandez, uh, sports and things who had some great comments during the show. All of you Degrassi fans that uh, came and uh, joined us for this one. We greatly appreciate it. And we'll be back here at 10 a.m. next Friday. I'll be here on Fightful Overbook on Sunday on True Rewind at 5 p.m. with Romeo and Drunk Guy. But stay tuned for more Degrassi dudes. Yes, we'll see y'all next time. And... I love this because whether you're into wrestling or not, I don't know if y'all are finding this show through Fightful Overbooked. I don't know if y'all are just searching Degrassi on YouTube and you're just showing up here. But the fact that we have people in this chat that know what we're talking about is very encouraging. Like, it's awesome to look over and see y'all getting involved in the conversation. So we appreciate y'all. And we'll see you next week, 10 a.m. Eastern, Fightful Overbooked for Degrassi Dudes. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.